You ready to rock or what? Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's fucking do it. Hey, everyone. Today is Tuesday, the 31st of May, 2016, and this is The Gap, episode 323. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here. What up? And Nathan Lawrence is with us tonight as well. Yo! How's everybody's legs going? Good? Can we walk yet? Amazing. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you what. On Sunday- uh, I had to, I had to literally ice and then heat pack my knees. Like I could not fucking walk on Sunday. Uh, it was, it was fucking rough and there was all kinds of shit we were doing on Sunday as well, which is, yeah, it didn't help, <laughs> didn't help at all. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay now ish. Okay. Ish. Like my thighs still fucking kill me. Yeah. Yeah. My thighs and like so, sort of towards my calves are a bit yep. sore still. <laughs> but otherwise, um, yeah, still good. Yep. I don't have like blisters or anything on my feet, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nathan, any war uh, injuries from yourself or? No, I somehow what? fucked up one of my pinkies. I don't know how, but it's better now. It sucked for a couple of days, but now, yeah, nothing. Like I was expecting to be. Wait, wait. How is your pinky fucked up? I don't know. Maybe, like what? What? what it's, is it just painful or something? Yeah, I was like, felt like I jarred it somehow. Maybe I was reaching oh, for a okay. gun really fast, or I don't yeah. know. I don't know how I did it, but happened in the heat of the moment. Clearly, yeah. But no, I, I was expecting to be. You know, we all kind of leave the next day is almost like hangover equivalent day, right? Yeah. <laughs> I usually give it like three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you don't plan anything for the day after, right? Like you're not like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be yeah, like yeah. super mobile. Let's go, you know, chase chickens. I don't know if people chase chickens anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not well, since the 1600s. Ever at all. I don't think it's actually a pastime. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, but that's the first example that came up. So yeah. you're welcome. I'm fine, guys. Anyway, just chasing chickens. And uh... so I'm mentally impaired <laughs> yeah, afterwards. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that game scarred me. Yeah. <laughs> Physically, you're fine. Mentally, you might be fucked. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I think it's just because I'm having a slow week. It's, it's kind of getting used to it. My brain's switching off. It's great. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're not going to talk about Z-Town yet, are we? Or are we going to start now? Start with Z-Town. Um, we can start with it later. What? We can start with it later. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Start I it. I, do it. Do it. Do it. Because you know it. they're going to listen to our podcast and oh, next time we go and play Z-Town. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, we listen to your podcast and, you know, at least we can front load it for them, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Why don't you fucking change anything that we talk about? See, that's a good plot. That's a good place to start. Did you fill out a feedback form, Mr. Laurie? Not yet. We I, did. No, Wait. no. I started and then I stopped because I'm like, <laughs> the form's uh, not big enough, Joe. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to concentrate on this and do it properly. So I, I was, you were saying you were at like 800 words in one of the boxes and yeah. we got to about 500 and I'm like, oh, I'm just getting started. <laughs> uh, I was worried they were going to like, you know, reject it. You know, when you do those oh, things yeah. where you're like, oh, there's too many characters yeah. by like 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. Apparently went through. Cool. cool. Awesome. But uh, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was well done. They just, I think Macquarie Uni is not where they should ever do it again. That's my opinion of it. Um, like, there are obviously our, our typical concerns, but yeah, uh, Macquarie Uni is too big and unbelievably poorly lit. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it as a location just doesn't really work. It was basically like when you uh, load up DayZ and, uh, and it's nighttime. 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, okay, I'm going to have to adjust the gamma so that I can even see what's in front of, like, what I'm walking into constantly. Like, crazy. And you can't adjust the gamma in real life, I'm afraid. And every single Milsim wanker rocks up with, like, ultra-powerful halogen torches. So they shine them in your face and you're 100% blind uh, for the next, I don't know, two minutes. And that's how I got injured. I, I, I wager a lot of people got injured. Uh, like, I don't think a lot of people got injured. I wager a lot of the people who did get injured, and there were some injuries, got injured because they couldn't fucking see anything. It's really bad for a university. I mean, I went to that university, and I don't have a lot of positive things to say about it. But, sure. um, <laughs> yeah, they uh, the poor lighting thing, especially because they kind of don't university campuses encourage this sort of not necessarily 24-hour, but like this late-night culture yep. with, with bars, and but also like the fact that the library's open late for study and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was really, really dark. And, I mean, I remember – Luke and I chatting when the lights went down, sort of saying, like, I can't even see my darts, you know, two meters in front of me. So I'm shooting on faith (laughs) and hoping that they feel it, which they never do, of course. Uh Which is why Uh you can kind of understand why people roll with modded blasters. Uh Um, Which, yeah, it's just part part of the problems. I mean, I find it interesting because we played how many games now? Four? We've done four. <clears throat> yeah. Luke's done three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's clearly fun enough for us to come back. Yeah. From, and and they had, you know, on the feedback form, you would have seen Joby, they have like the, um, what do you call it? But you got to like put the one to five rating. Um, and, you know, I, I was pretty. Scale. Calm. The scale. There we go. See, my oh. brain's garbage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was pretty harsh with things like, you know, the app and. Yeah. Uh, the, the the way it ran on the day to begin with because it was you know it was bad it was always going to be bad yeah um, and which was part of the stuff that I recommended like it would be nice to like <clears throat> waiver signing I mean if you've got an account can't you connect that with your account and it shows whether you've signed a waiver and then there could be pre-registration lines as well as just two faction lines that'd be that'd be a cool a cool idea that'd be a really cool idea although like on the other hand I, I think I'd also want them, like, when they got to the front of the line for the, if they already pre-registered, I'd want to just make sure they knew the rules or could, like, initial the rules because people tend to forget on the day. And I think that the signing the waiver does a little bit to remind people of, uh, of the, I don't know, shit that's going on with trying not to fucking hurt people on purpose and shit oh really I didn't even I didn't read it I signed it I just assumed it was all about me saying I can't sue them if I fuck myself up but I think no what I'm saying is like it sort of implies a degree of gravity and then someone is raking uh, or, or something I don't know well, who's, who's imagine that'd be my bet some uh, cats dropped a big one but um, yeah I, I just like it's just about kind of more streamlining stuff i guess you know yeah uh, they correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure they said that registration was pre-registration whatever was going to open 11 yeah we got there at 11 30 because we weren't super super keen but even it wasn't ready when we got there at 11 30 yeah 
Um, it wasn't ready until closer to 12, which meant that people who are kind of arriving like in groups, which is good because it means that, oh, yeah, we can go up and we can register. And then there's people milling around, which means the lines are smaller. So it's yep. obviously going to get pushed back and back and back. Um, so that, that was a bit of a pain in the ass. But, I mean, I guess, you know, I can appreciate that the rain kind of messed up a bit. Yeah. I did enjoy that they kind of repeated the, the most important rules at the beginning of the game. I don't see yeah. doing that last time, and clearly there's been... I mean, it's not that hard to read the rules. I read them two or three times before coming along. Like, I wanted to be super up to speed because... Up on that shit, right. Yeah, I mean, from our experiences in the past, we are constantly mm, either seeing it or encountering it ourselves, issues with um, people not knowing the rules, like zombies trying to attack more than one you know, person at a time, and you're like... Yeah. You can, once every three seconds that's why you have to hunt in groups and then yeah. things like disputes over whether they got shot because they didn't feel it yeah i didn't get involved in this time surprisingly um but one of the new guys the new the first time is did just luke lancaster oh yeah in that oh yeah yeah and it was turned it turned into started to turn into a bit of a yelling match and i just told him to like i was like dude just walk away Don't worry about it anyway. yeah but you what up. the fuck is like? How long does it take to scratch kitty litter? Uh, a, a long while. You don't That's, have cats, Joe. You don't. No, understand. I don't have cats. But yeah. Tell them to cut it out, okay? Or I'm coming over there. I'll make litter of that kitty. <laughs> I'm not going to actually hurt your cats. <laughs> I just have to be clear. Uh, I will not hurt your cats. Um, yeah, like I, I. I find it funny that Luke got into a yelling match because my philosophy this time around, I mean, I went out first out of all of us uh, and uh, my philosophy, like, I don't know how. I don't know how they got behind me because uh, I was, me and Katie were holding the much tougher choke point alone with two of us and there were like six of you motherfuckers over on the other choke point. And yet somehow this guy managed to get through behind and tag me, um, like through your choke point and tag me. So I, I don't know how he managed to do that, but it doesn't matter. And it didn't matter when he tagged me. I thought I shot him. Um, he tagged me on the gun. And uh, my initial reaction was, oh, fuck off. You can't tag on the gun. Nate immediately piped up with, uh, yeah, that's... That is uh, a tag. I'm like, well, fair enough. That's it. My, like, I was, I don't know. I just, I can't bear to really get into that shit anymore. Like, it's just, I, I, I also let a couple of zombie kills go because it just doesn't seem worth it. Like, if, if the dude ignored a bunch of shots getting through the choke point and then ignored my shot to tag me, then fuck it. He obviously, like, he, he must need it quite a bit, right? Like, I guess it doesn't really matter to me uh, becoming a zombie. Like, it sucks not getting to hang out with you guys anymore. And it sucks that I didn't get to crouch in a fucking bush for three and a half hours or whatever the <laughs> fuck you guys are doing. But, uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem worth it because... Like, I guess I had a, like a, re uh, a resolution to sort of. It's the same with uh, in in Daisy. Like, if you want to be as efficient as possible when you're playing Daisy, you will murder everyone the moment you see them, uh, preferably from a distance. 
and you will never actually interact with any human being except for the moment that you like zoom in scope on them and then click and then they die like that's all your human interaction you're going to get and but you could just play the game that way and you would be very successful like that would be a very successful way to play the game but i just don't i i like the reason gentleman bandit came about is because i found it unbelievably tedious i just wasn't having fun doing that and so uh, i i think i sort of resolved to approach this set town the same way so i wasn't going to let shit get to me i wasn't going to let people taking uh taking advantage get to me this time because I, I i felt like it has negatively really negatively impacted my experiences with set town in the past and i can't like the the rules don't aren't the rules there's no way to police the rules in a way that makes them robust enough to stop people from impacting my experience. So the only way that I figure I can actually maintain a good experience is by just sort of letting shit go myself. You know? I don't like this new Zen Joe. <laughs> no, because that guy was a dick, right? Like, I mean, and that's the number one rule, don't be a dickhead. And that guy was a dickhead because there's no way that he could have got through a one and a half person wide path yeah where there was like three or four people shooting there's there no was, way and there was about 15 of us there <laughs> i know i don't know the two of them got through apparently mm. i and shot you, one of them and then the other one got me on the fucking gun like how the fuck and well, this was me turning around from the choke point that i just finished defending like with katie nate's girlfriend just the two of us against like eight fucking zombies but we had like perfect high ground and uh and just the the easiest way to fucking defend against it but still somehow yeah from behind just ridiculous it didn't make any sense to me which is why like i just sort of had to quickly let it go like yeah felt yeah. like, like that was a the thing there was like at least 10 or 15 of us standing at this uh, second choke point um and there was only about six of them there wasn't many and i reckon i got about two or three of them at least hmm. um and we were pretty sure we got all of them. And, and if we hadn't, then why didn't they come towards us? Why did they end up on your side? Mm. Like, it didn't make much sense. That's why, like, later on, I was like, what happened? Yeah. Um, and then you guys were like, well, apparently they got through. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure we shot them all. Um, but, like, what do you do at that stage? They've run through this choke point. We're yeah. pretty sure we shot all of them and there's nowhere else for them to go. Mm. Like, they could have been leaving and then said, oh, no, we got through type of thing. Yeah. And that's, you know, by that stage, we weren't we weren't there anymore. Like, we, you know, we turned around 15 seconds later because we'd gotten rid of them as far as we were concerned. Yeah. Um, unless they, he's come from somewhere else. That's the only plausible thing I can think of. If he's come from, he would have, no, like, all the way behind us or something like that. Yeah, he didn't. he didn't. That would have to. To yeah. have done that, he would have had to go past, like way more people so yeah. yeah that doesn't make any sense and it's yeah. always the fucking dudes with their shirts off like every single time i'm like you know it's gonna be fucking trouble when there's a dude with his shirt off coming at you yeah it's just like oh man because it was about three of the three or four of them in that group i was just like oh man this is really again <laughs> i think i think the reason i didn't mind that much is because i like after my last experience i've found i can have a lot of fun 
as a zombie, like you just have to sort of embrace the idea that you're now uh, like a sort of weak predator. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can have a lot of fun as a zombie, like so. I, I didn't actually mind that much. Like it was, I was ultra disappointed, obviously. Uh, and I think I used maybe fifty darts total. Uh, but yeah, it just seemed like a yeah, not not a a pointless hill to to die on, right? Like just uh, fuck it. Uh, the one, the one, like it. It's it's a good thing I already resolve to do this because uh later on when some fuckwit hit me in the arm with his gun uh old less zen job might have uh stomped the motherfucker into the dirt because like my arms is still really fucking it's an actual fucking wound like uh he full-on took a chunk out of my fucking arm with his plastic fucking gun because he hit me that fucking hard like what the fuck? Uh, so Zenjo simply uh, swore him for like a <laughs> minute straight, uh, and then uh, walked away. Uh, walked straight back to the um, the first aid desk to get someone to check out my arm. But fucking hell, I was I was pretty angry. So was- he actually hit you with a gun? Yeah. Oh, because I thought like. That you just like ran and he turned and you kind of scraped it, but like he hit you with it. That's fucked. No, yeah, no. So we we're out in the in the uh, there was a field. You know where I got um Dave Chang. Yeah. yeah. So uh, above that field, it was quite dark at this point. Uh, but above that field, we managed to uh like cut as a I don't know. There was about ten zombies, uh, and we managed to like basically just cut through this huge group of 50 survivors and we cut off about five of them like they just when the horde decided to run from the 10 zombies despite outnumbering them five to one well noobs (laughs) yeah um when when, like people just like a big massive group like that can't run perfectly like people move at different speeds and so that slows down other people and so we managed to cut them off and uh circle them away and uh again we're like we just did that over and over again until we were able to like get them all anyway there was one last straggler and uh it was me and one other dude and we basically like circled him around and started to push him towards the rest of our zombie group and uh, he worked out what was going on and ran at me. And uh, he sort of, you know, ducked and dodged, uh, like, as I went to tag him. And then uh, he shoved his gun out, like, stabbed his gun at me to fire it. And uh, I put my arm up, obviously, to stop myself from getting hit. And uh, he smashed it straight into my forearm. And, uh, yeah, it fucking hurt. And... Uh, he arced up when I started calling him a cunt, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It would have been a bold, bold decision, but uh, he got tagged from behind by the other dude. He tagged uh, his gun, technically, with your arm. He, he claimed that he'd already shot me before. Uh, I didn't care. I was too busy. Like I wasn't even thinking about the tag anymore. I was thinking... I cannot believe this motherfucker hit me with his gun. Uh, but 
Yeah, so I, I just sort of stormed off uh, after, yeah, a good amount of swearing uh, at him. Uh, he tried to catch up. He wasn't like he. It wasn't. It, I don't think it was on purpose. I think like it was just way too dark. Uh, like I said, he was. I think legitimately scared, uh, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, he just like reacted poorly, like just sort of a bit clumsy. And uh, he tried to catch up to me, and he's like, "Oh, so you're all right, dude." I'm like, "Fuck off!" Yes, I'm a f- I'm fine. Just don't talk to me. Um, and that was about as as cool as I could keep it. And then, like, obviously, I went out afterwards after the the awesome St. John ambulance people uh, had a look at it and cleaned it up and all of that. They were more concerned about the copious amounts of um, chocolate sauce on my head because uh-huh. uh, like uh, that's that's. That's just fake, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. This is uh, the arm thing, isn't? But uh, yeah, other than that, like, uh, yeah. Most of the like Zenjo, I think it worked out well. Like it was just, I had a lie down for a bit. I don't. I think I was telling Luke this because uh, I was wearing my bright orange uh, oh, yeah. John Cena shirt. <laughs> and like you motherfuckers could see me from like fucking 50 kilometers yeah, we yeah. Could. like the moment there was line of sight I may as well have been like fucking highlighted out like, oh, that's like Overwatch or something like good luck fucking hiding he's I'm like, trying to hide in the trees we can yeah. see him yeah we can see him he may as well have a fucking beacon above him um, so uh, when like just at, at dusk I uh, I walked over to just short just shy of the uh the Wombat Bar, the store, the MPC store. Yeah. And uh, there were there were a bunch of leaves on the ground uh, that were vaguely orange. And I just sort of lay down in them. <laughs> I lay there for like about 10 minutes. <laughs> and uh, it, it got like, it got really dark to the point where like people were having trouble seeing and uh, a group of survivors left the Wombat Bar and walked basically on top of me but oh, just before yeah. they got to me uh they like they're like oh it's 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 too fucking dark i'm gonna turn my torch on and like the dude turns his torch on and there's me like lying there in the fucking grass <laughs> oh fuck i was so close to like pure horse shit coincidence i had these motherfuckers and uh, yeah one of them like fucking squealed. It was hilarious, uh, but yeah, they got me. They emptied it into me. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty calm, pretty good, pretty good times. I only got two kills as a zombie. Um, One was spectacular. We saw they, they were both spectacular. They were both <laughs> the same. But uh, the one on Dave, the the one you saw, it was like that. That's that's my that's my. I'm a lion on the fucking the plains of africa fucking philosophy like he i could see he'd gone out too far he was like taunting at that yeah. stage he, uh, yeah and and he was at the bottom i could like he was at the bottom of a sort of like a uh, hill. grass amphitheater type thing and uh i'm like there's no way he runs back up the fucking hill like he can't get speed up if i come down the hill he's fucked and uh yeah, so I looped in around behind him, uh, went dangerously close to uh, what was his name? DDB. What was Dan. their mate? Oh, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
went dangerously close to him, but Dan, like his re- his fucking reaction was, "Oh shit!" And he like yelled that, and then yelled it again, and mm-hmm. that was his. Like, his <laughs> oh my god! On warning Dave by yelling "Oh shit!" a lot, fucking amazing. Um, and uh, yeah. So I, I've looped in behind him and uh, eventually someone else yelled out behind you, behind you. Uh, and Dave's turned around, but it was way too late by then. Uh, and I slid. I slid in. I always slide in because people's natural reaction when they swing is to fire from the hip. And so if you slide low, then the natural reaction will usually fire over your head. Um, but yeah. So I got, yeah, I got Dave like that. It was pretty good. Mm. Dave was mad. Dave was fucking mad. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. It was such just... a spectacular one. I mean, he did fall over, though. <laughs> we were all up on the hill watching and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Dave, this is Dave Cheng from CNET. We didn't mention. Uh, but, yeah. It was, uh, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I got another dude like that. And I got... One other, a third guy, but I didn't get his tags because he reckoned he shot me in the hair. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, man, whatever. In the uh, hair? What does that yeah. even mean? Like, oh, you didn't feel it because it was in your hair. Um, oh. I can feel my hair, but whatever, buddy. It's okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so looking back at like the map, yeah. I, I guess my initial like when i when we were running around i was like uh the zombie hut is in a bad spot um like i i figured that it was too close to um like the middle of the map but then looking back on it it's not really it's kind of towards the edge but i guess because of the layout of where we were um it just didn't seem like it was in a good position so when i look at the map now i can see this whole area that was it's quite open and i think that was the biggest problem that we had is that there's a lot of open space in that map and it's not really a good area to run around in um i think i think it it was open like more towards the the uh building side um and having some more obstacles in the way that would have been a lot better but i guess the reason behind that is it's you know two main roads or two roads within the university that people would be running on and that could be a bit much yeah because you know where like where we parked and kind of behind the aquatic center and then around near the wombat bar like that is all pretty much open space and yeah that was an area that you could run around in but it's not really like we were hanging out in that area we were hanging out more towards in the uni part i don't i don't think open space is a good thing no i don't think it is because yeah, it, all it leads to because long long sight lines lead to a necessity for the like zombies to either have like OZs or it requires the zombies to have great numbers. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it just doesn't work for them. And uh, it takes that's why that's why it took so long for the zombies to reach critical mass. Like I don't think the zombies were outnumbered the humans until maybe like seventy minutes. Before the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because a quarter, like, I would say a good quarter, n- close to half that map is open space. Mm. As opposed to what's been had previously. Yeah. Like, it uh, was it was still op- open-ish in, like, Homebush and, and um, parts of Sydney Uni, but not as wide as what was happening here. Like, there no, was a lot. You, you had your, like, you had your long 
alleys mm-hmm. uh, that were quite wide uh, in Homebush, but like they there were still a lot of corners and there were still a lot of corners for zombies to sort of use to ambush and stuff like that. And mm. that just didn't really exist on Macquarie. Uh, Sydney, yeah. University of Sydney is, um, I think, I think it's the perfect location. Like I, I, it has so many, it's got everything you need, I think, cause it's got landmark type, uh, locations and it's got, uh, like a wide variety of uh, like combat arena types, like you've got the the football field where you've got the wide, the long sight lines, and you can have massive amounts of zombies. Mm-hmm. But you've also got a lot of narrow corridors that you can feed people through, and most of the map is are these narrow streets or alleys or stairways and stuff like that, and yeah. I don't know. Macquarie just wasn't the same like that. I think if they opened it up to the rest of the uni with all the other buildings, that maybe that could be a better experience. Like yep. in terms of the, le- the level of map and what they've got going there. More more places to hide in. It just felt like the walk between from where our base was to the zombie hub was super close. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't the same feeling I had when we played in, in Sydney Uni. <coughs> like it was a decent track to get there, whereas this was it felt super, really close. Yeah, which is weird because yeah, it did seem like a it seems like a big map on paper. Yeah, and that that was the thing. Like, I was like, I thought this was a lot bigger, and it seemed weird. But when I look back at the map, I was like, oh, it's because there's a bunch of space on the side that we didn't really venture on because it was so open and nobody was really over there. Mm. Yeah, that was like behind the car park and and out the back. It was yeah, super strange. But anyway, um, I guess that was probably one of the things that was quite annoying but otherwise i think they did a better job on the mission variety this time Mm. and what was up on offer but in saying that understanding like what you were doing and why it wasn't really made clear um i i think they don't want to sort of uh tell people why you're doing things like why did i get a fucking kiss on my forehead i never found that that out right that that stuff's cool but that is cool they they told you that was like a repellent but but you don't really know but like when you never find out though and and it's not like like not finding out in a game like dark souls is cool Mm. uh because you can just keep playing until you do find out but this is a one-shot event like you don't get to play again to find out what it was repelling it like maybe it repelled oz's maybe it repelled the witch maybe it didn't repel anything at all maybe it was a ruse you yeah you can't find this stuff out because like you never really know and if they use the same thing again next time they'll use a different mechanic which means that yeah you just sort of never know and but like I, they had a ball at one stage like last last game remember uh, that what <laughs> The anti-witch ball was yeah, hilarious. The oh, yeah. Because this guy runs up in front of everyone and goes, it's all right, it stops the witch. And he, he threw it at her and she's kept coming. <laughs> so either they, they changed its effectiveness or, or something. She didn't know. It or, it was, or it was never true. Yeah. Like, But that's that's the cool thing. And no, I agree. The, the narrative is problematic because they clearly put a lot of time into it. And there's yep. these hints. But there's almost no way to, to know. Not even Convey most, that across. But yeah. like... The, the relevance of stuff, which is which is bad if you're putting time into it, right? Mm. Yeah, and like I'd, we- I'd love for them to do a blog post, like to maintain the like the engagement after after it ends by doing a blog post about here are the secrets that you may or may not have found out. Like uh, this is what the kiss did. This is what buying a vial did. 
did you ever find the wombat bar? Uh, like, fuck, I, I know that not everyone found the wombat bar. Um, yeah, only 60% of people ever visited the wombat bar or something. Yeah, an info- infograph. So it wouldn't be that hard yeah. because there's an app where you track your achievements. So exactly. you could totally do that stuff. And, and all it would do is they put it on the Facebook page and then people can discuss the relevance of it. I mean, I, I actually particularly enjoyed the misinformation that happened at the beginning of the game where someone was spreading rumors about um, the a supposed fact that the kilted uh, zombies were... In- Invincibles. Like, which... We knew that that wasn't going to happen that early on, but yep. you know that was getting spread, and you know that kind of fear spread, and but people were running away from one guy and he killed. And they were shirtless. They were the shirtless guys, so you just don't fuck with them. <laughs> no, but they're usually like the lean, mean running machines who yep. like go off. And that's I like that that there's a flag for the kind of zombies that you probably want to stay away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but going back to like the mission stuff, I oh, my. Yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about is like we went on uh, a couple missions where when we came back and found fuel, yeah, um, we brought that back and we never really found out what that was that was used for. Like in the past, that was used to power the um, force the, field, yeah, the like yeah. the safety zone in your base, but that didn't seem to be happening this time. I'm not too sure. Um, and then they had these like uh, things hidden around the map that you would go find with codes on them, and you would have to bring them back. But we didn't really find out what they were for. It just seemed like we were getting magic points for them. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like, well, we've got to collect four of these and then four of them will, uh, you put them together and that makes some special code and that'll tell you the final evac point or nothing like that. It was just, here's some pretend points. Yeah. To what it seemed like it was happening. Um, so I think something like that would have been better. Like, it was cool the fact that we went on this mission to find. Um, this stuff and it wasn't hidden in plain sight. We actually had to ask an NPC about it and fucking we got super lucky and they happened to know what we were talking about and then they it was hidden somewhere. Like, But the reward for that was just terrible. <laughs> Wait, did we find the seat? We found, was it Reach? Yeah, we never found the seat though. <laughs> no. <laughs> but there, there was also like Job and I were treating it like it was a riddle and there was no rhyme or reason to the placement yeah, uh, and if there was within the narrative, we it didn't, didn't seem like there was an obvious way to find that out. Yeah, like what did the the reach was at the wombat bar, which didn't yeah, make a lot of sense to me. So yeah, we never found the seat, and the reach was at the wombat bar, which was its own location. Which I don't know, like why why do that then? Yeah, and then it like we go handed in and didn't get anything for it. <laughs> they were just like, you have points now, okay. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so something to, like, I guess, give you more incentive to go out and do these things. But yeah, I don't see anything good. wrong with them, like, explicitly announcing this stuff in the app or over the radio because there's enough people who have the app, have access to the radio, assumedly when it's working, to be able to, you know, spread the information amongst other people, right? Hmm. Hmm. But this kind of just leaving it up to everyone to figure out what's going on, I don't think seems to be working. I mean, there was talk about having to buy syringes to keep the warlord alive, to keep the safe zone safe. But yeah. then there was no gold coins to be able to buy them because they, you know, it was just weird. Yeah. And somehow the yellow team won. Apparently. What? What did they did win? You, did you not hear that at the end? Well, they no. collected more fuel and more something or else. Like, there was something else that they were supposed to collect. 
just doesn't make any sense to well, me. Well, they don't set that out at the beginning to say these are the objective, like there's team objectives, and it's just like at the end, oh, this team won. But they could do that. Like this is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, they could, but they, they could set up these grand objectives and then have these little other mini games, uh, Easter egg things that you can find, and that that way it would be a lot smoother, I imagine, because you'd be working towards an objective which isn't just survival. You'd, there'd be more reason to be in a faction and to be aggressors to the other faction or to even work with them, I guess, at a certain point, but that tends to happen naturally at the end anyway. Yeah, and then have that listed somewhere, like have that on the app, have a scoring system saying this team has this many points, this other team, that way there's some sort of um, competitive nature to it. Yeah, especially because early game is really tends to be boring. Well, we, I, I think we did a lot better this time because we were out doing stuff. It was more about us doing missions rather than going out and shooting other people. Mm. Um, which we haven't really done in the past, mainly because th- in the past when they've done missions, it's just never worked early on. Um, yeah. But this time, it, it's, it seemed to work pretty good. So it, they either had better internet access or the app was working better. I'm not too sure what the reasons behind that was, but um, it seemed to have a much better job of getting things running smoothly at the start. They definitely need to... Uh, I mean, there were still logistical issues. Yeah, of too many people wanting missions and not yeah. enough people being able to hand them out. Or, or, the, or the opposite of having too many people returning missions and yep. not enough people being able to check mark them in and that sort of stuff. Well, our scanner was broken. It didn't help because yeah. dog tags take, they have Q codes on them, which is a great touch. But when it's broken, you had to manually enter. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we left at one point because he was like, we turned in uh, the last mission and he's like, come back after this big group of people to be able yeah. to get your next one and you're like I don't want to wait around to do that yeah there's there's zombies to kill and yellows to stomp yeah and a, and a time limit that's ticking down that wasn't sort of amended to you know take into account the fact that the game started an hour late no it was was it? it it ended an hour late yeah yeah it did I thought it was supposed to finish at 7 and it finished at 7 yeah uh, no, uh, I was told it was supposed to finish at 6 uh, pretty sure it was seven. I thought it was seven as well. Fair enough. Well, there you go. Um, I thought it. Yeah, I thought it was modified. I don't know. I felt ruined anyway. I don't know if I could have gone for another hour. <laughs> no, I, I liked that it was shorter. I mean, some of those games have been like what eight hours or whatever. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely. I think the good time, perfect time limit is sort yeah. of five or six hours. Um, yeah. But like, there needs to be stuff that's happening in early game to make people risk so that zombies can turn them. Like, even yeah. if they're risking taking on other factions so that they're having to go back to base stuns, so they can't fire as long as they're rule-abiding, of course. Yeah. Then they can um, oh. you know, have a greater chance of the numbers swelling earlier. And even, like, if, if too many people get turned early on, it doesn't really matter because they just send out boss zombies later, right? Yeah. Do you remember when uh, when we were at the uh, Wombat Bar and all those yellows came in? And, uh, and then our team off? left. Yeah. Uh, I snuck around the side and I shot one of the yellows <laughs> <laughs> just to be a dick. And uh, he uh, he didn't return to base. I was pretty annoyed about that. But Yeah, there was a group of them. I mean, I think you were at this stage, Joby. Uh, yeah. You were zombie, rather. There was a, a group of yellows milling around our base, which is just a recurring theme of, like, there's people who camp at our base who are supposed to be defending it, and they just don't. Yeah. Anyways, there was this group of yellows just milling around, and one of the girls was untying our <laughs> flag. <laughs> right. Yep. 
and I'm like, hey, is anyone seeing this? And nobody's really paying attention. So I walked up, and, you know, me being the shrewd negotiator that I am, I shot her in the head. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, she didn't like it at all. I wasn't aiming at her head. It's a Nerf gun, for starters. It wasn't, like, super point blank up against her head. I shot from the hip. Uh, sure. The first shot went well wide, and the second shot hit her in the head, and then she bitched at me and said, you're not allowed to shoot people in the head. I'm like, it's not in the rules. Um, and also, I didn't aim at your head. So, you know, chill out. Anyways, she was just kind of like milling around with her friends. I'm like, no, you got to go back to your base. She's like, we don't have a base. I'm like, well, you got to go away. Like, you've been stunned. Yeah. Anyways, they started following us later, and I was a bit worried that they would go on to get revenge. But I think it turns out they just kind of doubled back and stole our flag. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. But that she never returned. See, this this is the kind of shit, right? Like... What what are you supposed to do when your base gets overrun? How did the Yellows win if their base got overrun well before the Reds ever did? Not even that. We had their fucking warlord, like, you know, at our base. We captured her. Right. Well, then so, that doesn't make any fuss. What the... Sense. Exactly. It's just this sort of garbage. And, and, you know, go back to the point, like, right at the beginning, um, where they need to draw a line... Mm. And it needs to be either zombies say or survivors say, and I know that yep. my preference is survivors. Yeah, they need to actually say this is it. Like, and and you're still going to get people who are going to be dicks or not agree or whatever. But if you draw a line in the sand and say zombies have the say or survivors have the say when it comes to a killer attack, yeah, then that becomes a little bit simpler, and you're not reliant on a mod kind of lurking around at the at the right time. Yeah. Which is because, what with us. <laughs> which is what, yeah, what happened with poor Luke Lancaster. And, you know, um, in the last game that we played, I stopped to, you know, argue with the guy. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, he was like, you know what? Fair enough. Cool. Let's shake hands and, you know, don't, and nobody touch him. But, like, I was surrounded by 30 zombies. And yeah. some other chick who was in charge of the group, I guess, said, yeah, we'll give you 10 seconds. And I'm like, okay. And I just walked and then I got tagged because. That was stupid, but because I stopped to actually explain to the guy, I'm not cheating, I track my shots, I only switch targets because I hit you in the chest, you're wearing, like, fucking Mad Max leather chest armor, that's probably why you didn't feel it, guy. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so if you stop to do what I would consider to be the right thing, you end up getting screwed, and, and you don't, like, the first game was the best game I've played today. Yeah, probably same for you, Joby, because like I got out, Katie got out, but we got out because we were in Stalingrad and it got stormed from three sides uh, for like the fourth time. And we'd survived, you know, two or three times before. So we were pretty happy to get out. And when we got tagged, it wasn't because of some bullshit. It wasn't because of some guy who was claiming that he hadn't been shot. We got out because we got swarmed and, you know, I took a couple down on my way out. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, this is the kind of death that I was expecting in this game. Yeah. I mean, it helped it was right at the end of the game as well, but I think that they just need to, um, they really need to, to address that one, one way or the other. Again, you know my preference, but I play to survive. Um, I would like to play a game where I probably just don't even go with a nerf gun and just get tagged and play as a zombie. Go in as, um, go as an OZ. Oh, well, I mean, they do, a, they do a lottery for that, which makes it sound like it's probably um, quite popular. Mm. There was some guy complaining about one of his friends being an original zombie. The, like the first, I the first zombie that I actually went out uh, in a crew with. Fucking, I'm like, how'd you get out? And he's like, oh, I got out in the first. Like, I got out literally five minutes and five seconds in. I'm like, oh. 
what? And he's like, yeah, like the my mate who bought the tickets was an OZ and he tagged me. Fuck that. Like, if you ever, you guys ever did that to me, I would fucking bunch you with the back of my, <laughs> <laughs> my nerve gun. Yeah, but that's the smarter way to do it now, isn't it? Instead of um, being an individual, um, when you're buying in a group of tickets so that, like, you're always walking with a group. Uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of scary. That's why I always buy the tickets. Of course. Uh, I know, I I know that I'm not the original zombie. Speaking of OZs, I cannot believe you went and had a chat with that dude who is in the yellow team. So uh, one, of, one of the things that happened really early on was... Uh, <laughs> like 15, 20 minutes in. <laughs> we were still trying to sort of find our base uh, and uh, we're cruising around the fucking the campus uh, in a in a group of seven, there were seven of us. Uh, we come across this little, like, uh, choke point hallway type thing, and uh, there are yellows on the other side. And uh, yeah, one of them like what fired a warning shot. Um, so we had like a proper fucking standoff, like proper shit. All guns drawn, pointed, and. Uh, I'm stuck in like halfway down this hallway up against the wall and one of them took a shot at me again. Another warning shot. How many fucking warning shots do you get to have? So I pinged one back at them with my hammer shot, uh, which uh, scared the piss out of them. And uh, yeah, they uh, like Nate had to like run halfway down this fucking hallway with like people pointing guns on both sides and like, actually like back me up to get me out of the fucking hall. everyone else ran away i was on the other corner when yeah, like Jesus when everyone started Christ. running I'm like, what are you running from they're like oh there's yellows there and there's joby alone in this corridor i'm like ah uh, we're gonna get in there <laughs> and show some strength otherwise they're gonna walk over us like the fuck yeah i mean like getting shot by another t- i mean it happened to me i got shot um by a yellow but that was when they were like <laughs> at our base trying to get their warlord back <laughs> Uh-huh. And, like, I can't, like, I had to explain to these, like, hordes of our teammates that our respawn zone is five meters behind us. Like, <laughs> just rush them. Yeah. So I ran and just started, like, peppering shots off, got a couple of guys, and then I got hit on the back. I might, may have even been friendly fire, like, but I felt a dart, so I put my gun up and, you know, I <laughs> walked those 10 meters back and put my feet in the thing and respawned. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, like, I just, I don't understand, like, Again, if if you if you read the rules, um, there's actually a lot of I find a lot more freedom, like because I'm I'm very confident in what I'm doing, and I know that, you know, if we had two feet inside that little red circle, for instance, that we can't be tagged, and we can't be stunned, like, hmm. so that was a safe place where you could sit down, let your guard down, didn't have to be watching your back corners or whatever. So, like, if people just took the time to read the rules, there's actually some good stuff in there, but it obviously needs um. A little bit of updating, and I think uh, circling back to another one of the earlier points that um, you know, where you're talking about like I shot that girl, and where does she go if she doesn't have a base or whatever? Like, if we shoot someone, you should be able to get their um, their armband. Yeah, I think so too. Or their headband, and I mean, like, I'd pay an extra two or five bucks or whatever if, to cover the cost of ribbon. Like, it's not that much, guys. Yeah, um, it's actually not as much as you appear to think it is, Nate. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm saying, like, like I'm just talking about, like, hey, we've had to charge an extra two bucks because of, like, and obviously it would be covered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I, I definitely think that they should do that because I think, 
I think that it would incentivize like proper human versus human shit. And I think that human versus human stuff is the key, the key way that like, because if you recall, like we had the best time uh, in the very first one, in the very first uh, um, game, because we didn't trust anyone. We spent so long not trusting them. And then we had to, uh, we had to eventually like, give people trust and earn trust back. And uh, I think that pitting human versus human, like in a more significant way than just the uh, factional sort of uh, story stuff, which I don't think anyone really takes all that seriously. They just use it like people just use it as a mechanic to get them involved themselves involved but if if they were incentivized by getting an actual reward then uh yeah i think people would be very much into it and uh so yeah i reckon ribbons giving having to give the ribbon to a human who killed you that'd be fucking awesome yeah well fuck like why not i just i just think like you'd have to make it clear that you're keeping those ribbons for your personal shit. You're not allowed to wear those ribbons because otherwise shit can get confusing. Yeah. Well, this is what I added to the feedback form to, to address that idea as well. Like if you've got a, like we were wearing our ribbons around our heads, for instance, and a lady in our faction, you might've been alive at this point, Joe, but she said, can you guys put it around your arm? Because at distance, even though we had blasters, which makes her weird, um, yeah. at a distance, we can't tell whether you're zombies or not. And that's, you know, it's a fair call. Like, I think that they should say that you've got to, it's got to be on your left or right arm. If you're yeah. a survivor and, um, if you're a zombie, it has to be around your head. And if you do the ribbon idea where you get the ribbons of zombies or, other factions has to be like around your belt or your chest or something like you can't like you said you can't have it on your on your arm but like what that would do especially for other um factions is if we were being aggressive which we do and killing some yellow teams um and we chose to wear those as a sign of like our kills then they know that we're not to be trusted as well yeah Yeah. zombies know that if they see 10 ribbons around our belts that we're zombie hunters. So mm-hmm. they, there's like that idea of when you see that guy with his shirt off, who's got like 30 dog tags around his neck. You're like, okay, I'm either going to get mad kudos for taking this guy down or I'm going to avoid the fuck out of him. Yeah. Same thing with the, you know, survivor who's rolling around with 20 zombie ribbons around his belt. You're like, I'm probably not going to go rush that guy by myself. And, but like when you take him down, there's a greater sense of satisfaction as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave was telling... Dave finished the game. Dave Chang finished the game with, I think, maybe 10 or 11 kills as a zombie. Cool. I'm like, oh, how wow. the fuck did you manage that? Uh, what he was doing was uh, after big melees, he'd walk in and uh, people would be arguing about whether or not they were tagged. <laughs> And he would walk up and be like, just let me, uh, I'll, I'll just make it clear for you. And then he tagged them and then take their tags, uh, which <laughs> I feel isn't really in the spirit of things. But so uh, you get why you don't stop, right? And this, yeah. is, this is exactly, yeah, what makes it challenging. I mean, Luke, when we had that, our little hectic standoff, and it was funny because Luke, <laughs> Luke was freaking out. He was like, 
like uh, Luke Lancaster was going, oh, what do we do? What do we do? You know, and Luke was being our esteemed leader at that time. And Luke's like, I don't know, man. This is where we die. We're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was like, like it started off, you know, I mean, at this stage, how many of us are there? There's five. Is there five or is there four? No, we were down to three. No, no, you, me, Katie, um, Luke Lancaster, yeah. and Dan. Yeah, but we, we'd already left him at that stage. He was gone. No, no, no. Dan was with us, and we lost him during this point. Huh. Like, we lost him first. I don't know what he did, but he had no idea. That guy, bless his heart. But we were we were moving pretty discreetly, because we were in a small group, and you know we knew there was big hordes around. It was starting to get dark, yeah. Starting to get dark, and we got to a... Um, a little pathway which was acted as a nice choke point and we started getting followed by some zombies so we led them to the choke point but then there were zombies on the other side there was a fucking uh like a what do they call them the overpowered zombies like a siege breaker yeah oh, that came later god damn not anti-storyteller no, um, yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah it comes later like so there's only like four of them to start with and we're like you know it's getting dark uh they're probably going to attract more we need to get out of this and like, okay, which way do we go? Which way do we go? And we basically chose completely the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> a dead end. So we started pushing back, you know, because we know that if you run or kind of jog at them with a gun, they back off, right? Either they're going to lunge and they're going to get out or they back off. So we started pushing them back. We had one person guarding our ass and, you know, kind of two at the front and then other people sort of in the middle. And then we started attracting more and more zombies. Um, a couple of them had a go. We lost Dan. Poor Katie's gun jammed. Uh, again, she keeps getting out to gun jams, and I feel worse because I gave her that gun. Um, <laughs> so she she got tagged, and then Luke Lancaster got allegedly tagged, but didn't. So I told him to walk away, and you know we're still like got guns up because there's other people circling in the background. More and more of them coming out of the dark. Luke's gone. Uh, to run off to check for a way out <laughs> while this is happening, discovers a dead end. Um, and there's this tiny gap between like the sort of creek area and a little mini forest thing before you get to the car park, a chain link fence. Uh, and then that's when the boss zombie turns up with a big light on his back. And I'm like, what is this guy? Clearly invincible. Is he a respawn station? Like I started freaking out. Like, like this guy might be a fucking respawn station. Like a mobile one. We're fucked. So I'm like, like Luke's like, Oh, we can't go anywhere. I'm like, just fucking push up to the car park. So the good thing about that was we had a fence behind us, so they couldn't get behind us, obviously. Yeah, which um, meant it was only like three ways we could we, – we couldn't get caught from behind. They can't circle around, so they could yeah. only come at us from area angles that we were technically covering. Now, if they'd all swarmed, they would have got us, but you know they didn't want to um, – they kept kind of lunging because like Katie didn't run want to go back to zombie base yet, so she was kind of walking with us. So they kept like trying to just run at her, and I'm like, no, she's out, she's out, and they'd run and I'd shoot them. Um, so we're we're pushing up this path and then Luke's like where are we going to go where are we going to go the car park's out of bounds which I don't think it was no no, the other car park was out of bounds I thought you were saying it was out of bounds so we're just on this narrow walkway there's two zombies ahead of us and the rest behind us there's this one like west side story zombie running (laughs) beside us like clapping like I don't know trying to intimidate us or maybe it's a rallying cry for you Zeds you'll probably be able to fill in on that one Joby I think it's just a moron anyways (laughs) so you know I'm like well we can't go back we've got to go we've just got to go forward and so we just started jogging towards these two guys one of them didn't back off fast enough so I shot him in the neck (laughs) (laughs) he was so upset as well he was like whoa (laughs) that's a good shot (laughs) 
And he's like, what? <laughs> so we didn't have time to chat. So, you know, we got past him and went around a corner. Um, Across this bridge. How did we make them stop following us, dude? Um, we shot them all. Oh, they, they surged, didn't and, they? And because the, the dude with the light was so slow, he had like a, a this huge light on him att- attached to him. Yeah, he was only walking though, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. Like- so we got... I thought we were fucked when I saw him, but we, we eventually got past all those zombies. And then um, that's when we looped back around to our base near that that creek and found that awesome spot. Yeah. The, but they've like only like not all of them followed us. I guess some of them must have given up. But, you know, the 10 or so that followed, we we put down like the dogs they were. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, just sort of ended up camping on a corner near our old base in the dark. Um, it was an amazing spot. It was great because there was light sources on both sides so that if you were standing in it, you couldn't, you literally couldn't see us if, if we weren't moving. Um, and then we, you know, we had a group of the Red Beret guys appear and just basically say, look, we're going to watch this way. You scream out if they come this way. Yeah. There was probably like 15 of them. Yeah. They went full military and they were like a lot. And, down. and when, when they rocked up, <laughs> cause you're like, there's someone coming towards us. And I'm like, yeah, we're fucked. There's <laughs> like 15 of them. And they flashed that light at us. And we're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> They're humans. And so I think they a, said at the same time, well, they've got guns. There's a pro tip for you, Joby. Next time you get out first, um, just carry a torch. And yeah. people will assume that you're human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God, i got to do it. That doesn't yeah. make sense. I know. Because, like... We can't. You can't see someone if they're shining a torch at you, and you just assume that they're human. Like we couldn't see their guns until they got right on us. Like two, two or three meters, we're talking. Yeah, the that light, was super close. Uh, but like, it was pretty funny because I think they like we got a couple more stragglers that joined us from the other side, and then the zombies started taking over the old base. So we started moving back and hiding because the zombies were like running through in groups, and so there's two groups um, lying down, like guarding prone. different. Yeah, prone, super invisible. <laughs> and then this one fucking zombie just like strolls, literally just strolls towards the line and tags someone. <laughs> and we're like, dude, gotcha. And I'm all like, what are you shooting? What are you fucking doing? And like, they shot him after he tagged. And they're like, no, no, we shot you. I'm like, no, no, no. There was no gunshots until after he tagged him, guys. Like, that's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like a real nice guy about it he's like all right I'll, I'll walk you back to the zombie base and he for some reason he, this is where the narrative gets confusing again he had fuel um the zombie uh yeah and like i was shouting at him to bring it back and then like two minutes later he, he ran back to us he's like i'm so sorry i was supposed to drop a mission prop i'm like okay that's cool and we took it <laughs> but i'm like why do the zombies need fuel which is kind of cool like if there's i don't know if you know any, anything about that joey but if there's like actual narrative component for zombies as well that would be really cool especially if it's competing against what we're doing and not just obviously tagging us not as far as i can tell i mean i didn't learn of any narrative uh we were just out to get you yeah Uh, i I would love for them to like i love the idea of a respawn point zombie that's such a fucking cool idea no 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 i didn't say that we didn't we just didn't know what he was doing (laughs) no i love the idea of it if you're listening to this people do not do not take Don't that, do that idea. That but to garbage. make it work, to make it work, they'd have to have like a whiteboard or something inside the zombie spawn that people could, uh, like, that they could actually like tell to 
so that you know, so that when you go back to zombie spawn, you actually know what the fuck is going on there. Because otherwise, yeah, you'd have no idea. You would have no idea what the hell. Yeah, and it should operate on the same. Like if they're going to do it, oh god, I hate this. I hate this idea. Mm. Um, if they're going to do it, they should operate on the same principle as the the button inside. That like it could, the light changes colors when it's available for respawn and when it's not. Yep. So you can't just keep like. Run, run. Yeah, go back, you know, you can't yep. just do a shuffle run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think it'd be a powerful swarm tool. And it's a, like, uh, yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. Uh, but, yeah, they would definitely need to be able to tell the zombie, like, disseminate information between the zombies. Because generally, as a zombie, the only thing you talk about is tactics on how you're going to kill some humans. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're not talking about, oh, uh, when, when's the witch coming out or anything like that. There's nothing like that. It's just, oh, yeah, I'm going to see if I can sweep around and uh, push them towards you. Uh, if they do run towards you, just run at them. Uh, whichever way they hesitate, we should be able to get a kill. If they shoot me, just, you know, I'll yeah. see you in a bit. Did you join yeah. mind games, Jeremy? I was kind of curious as to why more zombies weren't, like, screaming because that's exactly what I'd do. I'd do a wish scream. Nah, I, I feel like it's dirty. It I feel like it's dirty. Yeah. yeah. It's you shouldn't be allowed to. Ooh. Uh, All right. But um, going back to that spot we're at, the there was this uh, two zombies, I think, that, that came around the corner at one stage. Oh, yes. Uh, and we were just like, fuck, everybody shut up. Um, and they went looking down towards the creek for about <laughs> uh, 20 or 30 seconds. And we're all, there's like 25 of us here like lying down in this 15, 15 or 20 people lying down on this hill uh, and they were looking for people and eventually they just walked away and I was like, holy shit, we're in such a good spot here. Like yeah. they're like 20 meters away and they couldn't even see like 20 people. Just Guy had his phone there. out as well with like the light to, to check and there's just like, yeah, you imagine like 10 guns just tracking him. <laughs> Yeah, but then once um once that other dude kind of warned him, we're like, "Fuck, we need to leave because somebody's gonna, he's going to tell someone where we are." Even though they're not supposed to, right? Like that's a rule, isn't it? But yeah. you know, people are breaking that shit. Oh, definitely. Like, while I'm walking back from the car park, uh, which is like, I li- I literally must have walked past you guys. I like I heard someone walking in the bushes, uh, and it well very well could have been you guys. Um, like Luke pointed out the fucking bushes. Uh, that's what we want to play, <laughs> but um, yeah it might have been you motherfuckers and I just thought it was a zombie trying to get around because uh, but yeah while I was walking back after getting shot I'm like yeah go that way there's a shitload of them I'm like, I'll fucking tell them fucking um, so yeah, yeah you're not supposed to but there's like there is literally no other way for the zombies to really communicate hmm. um, like you're always sort of moving forward. You're not really moving back and forth or across the map or anything. You're always sort of surging towards. The only time you're moving the other way uh, is when you're heading back to respawn. So. Is there a map at respawn? I think that'd be really handy. Because uh, there there's people who just, you know, bunker down. So, yeah. like, being able to say, okay, so this area's, you know, got a big group. We're going to need whatever. Like, I think you've got your phone, cool. right? No, I mean, like, if there was a general one, so that, like, kind of like a war map, you know, yeah. some someone's just back at base, updating it based on the reports that come back from, you know, respawning zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's um, cool. So, uh, yeah, after, after we finished at that spot, we ended up getting sort of surrounded and then found this really narrow walkway to the creek. 
Mm. And then the whole like 20 of us just kind of sat in this creek for, for about 45 minutes until the Red Berets decided to leave with about 40 minutes left or 30 minutes left to go. For some reason, I don't know. They wanted to go somewhere. I don't think they wanted to get trapped. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but w- it was such a good spot that we found. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And there was the dry creek bed below where a couple of people bailed that way. We, <laughs> yeah. we all kind of were like quietly getting our guns out and aiming them at this noise that was happening <laughs> in the creek bed. And for, it, it about, was like, for about 10 minutes, there was this like, fucking noise. But we also saw like a, a light, like a phone light. Someone was looking in the creek bed and we're like, oh, fuck, this is a zombie, you know, like lining up. And I'm, you know, <laughs> didn't want to shoot someone else in the face in the dark when they're trying to climb a creek bed. So she jumped up on the creek bed and I'm like, I'm just like watching, watching, watching. And then I saw a gun. And I'm like, survivor. And she's like, yeah, I'm just, I just escaped from it, like a shitload of them. <laughs> She just went on her own way. Yeah, she left. And it's like, why are you leaving? This is such a great spot. Yeah, we were worried that she was going to give up. Where we were. Or if she got caught, she'd come back. Yeah. So Katie jumped in the creek bed to to leave, but we decided to kind of stay it out. We were were as close as we'd ever been to to winning. And we were hanging on the radio and the app for announcements of where the evac point was, but it let us down. Mm. Yeah, that was like the most disappointing thing right was that we were down to three people sitting in this three of us alive sitting in this creek being like what do we do next which was still cool you know oh, like- it was awesome but the fact that <laughs> there was no payoff was kind of disappointing yeah so we, we like we didn't win but we didn't lose um and it just kind of made that last hour and a bit seem a bit shit because we like we had a plan that was to find out where it was and then to make a beeline for it. Yeah. And by the time we started, like it was after seven, it was all done. And then, you know, didn't trust the text from a zombie person about <laughs> what was going on. But no, I did, but Luke didn't. Oh. But Luke's didn't. Luke's didn't. No, <laughs> Damn Luke's. We, were, we were keen to stay where we were. And I was like, I don't think he's lying about it. Um, and then we had a chat with the um, NPCs at the Wombat Bar. Mm. Out of, who were out of character by this stage and sort of chatting to them about what was going on. And they said that um, some shit went wrong, like a zombie jumped the gun and like attacked survivors in the, the evac, zone. evac zone when they weren't supposed to be able to attack them, like they were technically safe. Right. Some zealous zombie jumped the gun and because of that, a lot of people were out who probably shouldn't have been out. There would have been yeah. more than four people that survived, which is saddest of for them. I'm probably they're probably glad they didn't hear that information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like we were also checking the um, the app as well and the radio, and nothing came through on the radio to say this is what's going on. We got an update on the app to say survivors were meeting uh, at uh, the old yellow base or something like that, right. and then three minutes before the game was due to be over, it was like everybody's going to the evac point. Get there now. And it's like, yeah. well, we don't, where's the evac point? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think like if their intention, which I don't agree with, if their intention is to have this super secretive narrative that, you know, like 1% of people figure out or whatever, mm. um, I think they should say that. Like they should just be explicit about the fact that like, we're not going to tell you where the evac zone is at the end. Um, you're going to yeah. have to figure it out. Like, cause otherwise you're reliant on this thing that they've told you to be reliant on and yeah. It, breaks or it doesn't deliver whatever's going on i also recommended that you know i'm pretty sure that most unis still have um loudspeaker systems yeah i don't know why they can't use those um 
as part of the narrative or, or even just to supply to provide information mm. um, would be cool. well, or even if it's part of the narrative like if you can protect the radio operator person then you can have updates and stuff you know like stuff like that yeah or even yeah. if they said in that message like we get survivors a meeting here and then they're going to proceed to the evac point because for us we looked at that message and we're straight away we're like well that's an ambush because they're going to get everybody over there and they're going to send in all the zombies like we know how this works but it seems like they got to that point and then decided to go to the evac point after sending in a bunch of zombies. It's like, well, we kind of got screwed out of that part. Because um, telling us that people are going to the evac point without mentioning where that is doesn't help anybody that's not at that spot. Yeah, yeah and if that's their intention to, like, you, you're not supposed to know where it is, like, you have to have done the missions or figure it out, then that's fine, but I would have yeah. rather known that up front yeah. um, and uh, the cool thing about the first game was they didn't have an app or the first game we, sh- we played I should say they didn't have an app so they pushed everyone onto Twitter um, and it would be cool to have like a live feed I don't think that's in the app is it they've got a message board system in the feed in oh, the app, right. but Does nobody was use using it, it. yeah right. because like when I didn't we know were it playing, existed when we were playing Joby like yeah. people were using a certain hashtag and yeah. we were getting information updates just via Twitter yeah, which was which was great. Like, which is out, you know? Um, this is the new mission, apparently, or there's an ammo drop here, or whatever. Like, that stuff was cool, mm-hmm. and it allowed people to, you know, share information amongst themselves. I mean, you'd have to make it in such a way that only the survivors had access to it, because otherwise, zombies might would go there. Yeah, be dicks or whatever. Which is then- why it should be on the app, right? Because they should yeah. push it out just to survivors. And when you just say, like, when you've marked yourself as dead, then it would close off that part of the app, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my other complaint is something you guys touched on before, which was the, the darkness. I think the game needed to end earlier. It's cool. T- it's a cool idea to have, um, you know, nightfall and, and be running around while it's dark. And it did work in our situation, but it gets to a point where... Um, yeah, you can't see in front of you. And, and if you do have to go in an encounter and, and fight zombies, you don't even know if you're hitting someone because you can't see what's happening. Uh, yeah, and, which, and as honest players, that does make it challenging, right? Like, because you're yeah. like, the dart went towards you, but I can't verify that it hit you. Yeah. And and at a certain situation, it becomes, um, like, it doesn't become a, a fight for survival. It becomes a, um, a like, a... Well, sorry, it is survival. It, it, it stops being like an encounter type situation where you're shooting people and, and just doing what, kind of what we did, which is just hiding yeah. and trying to survive rather than shooting people. But if it does, you know, turn out to be uh, a one-off situation where you're trying to shoot someone, mm. like what we ran into, but at that stage it was, you know, just becoming dark. We could kind of see what's going on. Yep. Towards the end of like 6.30, couldn't see anything. Yeah, it's just so dark. Not. Yep. Um. Like it's maybe in summer that's a cool idea where it, it gets darker, you know, later. later. Yeah, but in the winter, um, we we couldn't see anything in front of us. It was way too dark. It, it's maybe it needs to run thirty minutes after after dark is a cool idea, but not two hours. <laughs> I just think I just think Macquarie Uni just isn't well lit enough because I I think it was good. I thought I thought it was good after dark when we were in. Um, Sydney Olympic Park, and I thought it was good after yeah, dark at uh, University of Sydney. Um, but yeah, Macquarie, it was just way too dark. And it wasn't like a cloudy night either. It was, uh, despite raining earlier, it was actually, you know, the stars were out. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't that. It was just 
there isn't a lot of light at Macquarie Uni and the places where there are lights um, are few and far between. Uh, mm. And they, they specifically, like the evac point, like I went, I stumbled across it and I stumbled across a bunch of survivors trying to get to it um, because they were setting it up with these blinking red lights and I could see some blinking red lights. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, hey, at least there's some light. Let's go check it out. Um, you could you could see it from like you could see the red lights from the fucking zombie spawn, or just a little bit away from the zombie spawn. It was that dark out there. Um, it was it was a proper beacon. But yeah, um, I had fun. Yeah, I'm definitely going to so do it I. again later this year. Yeah, like we're not shitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just giving criticism yeah. i think this is the the good thing about being a gamer and and like i really joby next time even if i have to walk with you i want you to pick the brain of the lady who keeps saying i listen to your podcast you. like because i want to know like what she thinks about i mean clearly like not to say that we're the be all and end all opinion even though we are um <clears throat> they clearly aren't taking on board our feedback but it's not just that it's the fact that the game's rules haven't changed evolved since we first started playing? Well, they changed they definitely the last have. one. They definitely have, because we've got factions now, which is a fantastic addition. Well, I'm talking about, like, the core. The core, the core stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's still, like, their idea of how to counter the kind of dispute stuff is still don't be a dickhead, but that doesn't stop dickheads from being dickheads. And also, you get stuck in a catch-22, which obviously you tried to avoid, Joby, but I didn't later in the game when some zombie lady was trying to lecture us on... Like, if you got tagged, you got to be out, guys. And we're like, well, one of us disputed it, not all of us, and started talking to her for a bit, and she just wouldn't shut up. So I just said, fuck off, and walked away. Um, but, like, it's hard not to be a dickhead when someone's being a dickhead to you. Yeah. Like, so it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't tend to cancel out when someone's being a dickhead. They've broken the rule already, and you're not, like, going to be more inclined to be polite to them when yeah. they're giving you attitude or getting up in your grill or whatever. Like... Um, so yeah, I just, I think in terms of the fundamental stuff, like they just need to draw a line and like, you know what, make a mistake, give it to like, try it out and it doesn't work, whatever. Like at least then can stop talking about it and, or or, like, surely they could do like a little trial game or something. You know what I mean? Like Mm. get a hundred people influences, whatever the hell you want to call them. People who play all the time, have a really small scale game, trying out new rules and see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, um, I, I definitely think that they they need to really ram home uh, how it needs to be changed, like how you need to go about uh, self enforcing these rules. And self enforcing is dangerous language, obviously. But um, yeah, like th- they definitely need to do something about that because don't be a dickhead just isn't enough. But at the same time, I, I I have I do think I've seen the game grow in good ways. Like I don't think I, I think people are less inclined to be shit beans. Uh, just remembering when uh, that dude got all up in Katie's face, yeah, I don't think you'd see sure. that. Yeah, he was a dick. Uh, I don't think you'd see that. You would have seen that in. Um, like Twin Cities. I, I don't know. 
Well, I mean, we did a bit. Luke Lancaster saw it. Like, that guy was, like, everything short of basically reaching for his tags. Really? Oh. Yeah. Like, that, and that's what I mean. Like, it got, it got heated. Yeah. Um, not like they weren't going to punch each other, but like, you know, I was just chanting like, walk away, man. Don't worry about it. Turn around, walk away. Just walk away. And like a mod happened to roll along after that. And I thought they were going to like come and make a decision on it. But I think he just happened to be there yeah. just after it happened. And I pulled him aside and I said, look, dude, like what? I mean, you're a mod. What are your ruling on this sort of thing? And he said, he's like, honestly, my ruling would be to tell both parties to walk away. Um, <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't matter when it gets to that level like just walk away two minutes later that they're not gonna, you're not going to care about it so like what's the point and, yeah. I, and I, I agree with what you're saying like I think that being a don't be a dickhead is like good but like if they give if they can give examples like that like yeah. if they can say if you're being a dickhead or if you're disputing this is how a mod will resolve it generally like yeah. and you realize that oh well he's just going to tell us both to walk away so we might as well like if you know, because you can understand, man, like I understand, um, not so much nowadays that we're all kitted out, but like back when, you know, we were buying new guns and holsters and, you know, you might spend hundreds of dollars to try and have the best chance of surviving. Like you don't want to get out cheap. You want to get yeah. out feeling like you were out fairly at the very least. Um, and the fact that mm. that's only really happened in the first game that I played yeah. and everything after that's been kind of like, well, I'm not happy with it or like I shot a guy and I stopped to argue or someone just was adamant that they hadn't been shot and you just kind of back down like, it's not good. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those situations because I, I keep coming back to DayZ, right? Like I keep coming back to DayZ because... Nine out of ten of your deaths in DayZ are to bullshit, right? And it's okay in DayZ because, well, it's semi okay in DayZ. Okay, it's not okay in DayZ. Fuck DayZ. But uh, <laughs> you can sort of deal with it a bit better in DayZ because you can just sort of restart immediately and you can play it whenever you want and you can have as many attempts as you like. And uh, with Zed Town, you get like one shot uh, per year or maybe two shots per year. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit more complex to like just let it go, I guess. Like it's not as easy to just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to have that kind of acknowledgement, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like if, I think if they said that, like even if they said it at the beginning or maybe they created a little video, I mean, they did that last time, but like a rules video like with some examples and make it a little bit quirky or whatever or even, yeah, just have it reiterated at the beginning like don't be a dickhead is the golden rule. You all know it, but here's how that looks in yep. effect, you know? Yep. Um, so people have guidelines to go with. I, I go back to like that sort of stuff. I go back to Uber and it's five-star rating. Right. If you give If you give a driver a four-star rating, you get an email basically asking what what was wrong with them. Like <laughs> if you didn't leave feedback and you're like, well, you haven't defined what five star is. I mean, like that example is not particularly great because I always give five star unless they almost kill us. But like, you know what I mean? Like there's these, all of these different arbitrary ideas of what constitutes being a dickhead. And, and if I think if they talked about how dispute would be handled at a moderated level, then that would kind of go a long way to... Yeah, I agree. Even if the two people are getting heated, like the people around them are informed and are able to go, don't worry about it. And you've got people from survivor's sides and zombie sides going, yeah, look, you know, they explain like the mod's just going to do... Well, like there's no point going and finding a mod even because they're just going to say whatever, walk away. Like, 
it's, you know, you're going to have people abusing rules, and they are dickheads, and uh, unfortunately, they'll be part of the game. But um, for the ones that are you know, like, you don't make the game for them, right? You make the one the game for the people like us who play it honestly. Like I, I didn't take any particular pleasure, Joby, in pointing out that a tag on the gun is actually out. Yeah, <laughs> like that didn't make me go, yeah, eat shit, Joby. I was like, well, fuck, yeah, if I shut shut my mouth, yeah, but like, like that's what I no. want to kind of bring to the game is a level of integrity to say, you know, I'm happy to be out when I'm out. I'm happy to acknowledge when I've been shot by another survivor and go back and respawn and all that stuff. But I, yeah, there's just been instances where you're just like, no, nah, that, that's not right. Like, I did the decent thing and I got punished for it. It yeah. doesn't look good taste. Yeah. Yeah. It's still fun, obviously. Keep coming yeah. back. But yeah, like my whole, sorry, my whole gamer point, like the, what we gamers do especially pc gamers is like we it may sound like we're ragging on the stuff that we love but we really just want it to be better i mean yeah we played siege in what was probably quite a broken state yeah launch. um but we saw the potential and we, we stuck at it and and you know to ubisoft montreal's credit they have taken on board a lot of stuff they've also been very transparent which i think Town would benefit from as well like if they started to collate some of this feedback and say Hey guys, we're getting a lot of people talking about this, and we want you to know that we're currently working on a solution. Rah, rah. Like that stuff goes a long way. Yeah, community. Um, and you've obviously got our, our loyalty, and, and a bunch of other people's loyalty. You just have to look at the amount of people who missed out mm. on the set town and how gutted they were, um, and how quickly the tickets sold out. Like it's I obviously. Mean it. <laughs> Yeah, like you've got a super popular thing and, and that's awesome and, and like I really enjoy being part of it but like obviously like any game that we would play in the digital space like you need patches, you need fixes, yep. there's nothing wrong with even taking um, you know a couple of missteps to try something to realize that you need to change it. Yeah. But, yeah. And I guess to us like making that uh, public is good because to us we don't – well, I guess they didn't announce any rule changes this time, but I guess they're doing things in the background, but it doesn't help us. Like, we don't know what's changed. Um, if they were to list and say, hey, we've made these changes to the way the emissions work, blah, 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 or um, original zombies, anything like that, then we'd understand that there are things happening in the background. Otherwise, it just looks like they're just putting on another game. Yep. Totally. <clears throat> Which isn't a bad thing, but yeah. It's not it a bad thing. Be better. Yeah. That's all. Like, yeah, it's, it's literally just a case of we still love it, but there, um, yeah, it could be better. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to do it again uh, this year. What, what, what were you saying? October, November? I don't, I don't know if those guys were like super in the know or whatever, but they said, look, October and I made a joke about it being spoilers or whatever, and they're like, well, it's not really. We tend to have the University of New South Wales. Is that where we played? Yeah, the other one. The yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. They said they tend to have that every October. Is it, anyway. is it the University of New South Wales? I keep calling it UCID. No, it might be. It might be UCID. I, I get them all mixed up. <laughs> anyway, me too. So, okay. so, anyways, whatever the normal one is, by that we mean the one we play two games at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently that happens every October, so that's not a big spoiler or whatever. What far. I hope is, I hope that biggest nerf battle in history or whatever happens, but I don't think it will. No, I won't. They removed their October date recently. and It's gone to TBA, but. Mm. Oh, what fun that would be. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's good to know what a winner feels like. Right, Nathan? No, I, I actually, no, I like your joke, but I don't. I've got the dog tags here and I, I look at them and I don't feel any pride um, <laughs> because we didn't get a chance to, to win back. properly. Yeah. Because like, spent the last hour hiding in a 
bush. Yeah. No, I can understand why that surviving would be a surviving in a bush. Why that would be a little less than satisfying. Um, especially I don't after you, that. especially after you specifically got me killed, according to both of your own stories. But uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, winners. Go on. Wow. No, I don't have a problem with hiding. Like, I actually found that fun because it was there was a purpose behind it. And it sounded like it was pretty fucking tense. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that was a good part. Like, us hiding. Like, and it, yeah, it sounds like a total coward thing. But it was like, you know, we're going to hide. So we've got to run, like, the last 10 minutes yeah. uh, to, to have a win. Like, we're probably not going to because there was only three of us. Yeah. Um, and there's massive zombie hordes and it would involve a lot of luck. But, like, yeah, like, that was a part of the game. And the reason it kind of was so deflating at the end was because we got let down by the app, the radio, or, or the lack of knowledge about the fact that we were never going to win because we hadn't done certain objectives or learnt certain things that we had to as part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, we were just surviving. <laughs> and then three minutes before then, it was like, get the evac point. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Where's that? Anyway. Good times. Yeah, we talked that, didn't we? Boom. Sure did. Yeah. Let's roll on through everything else because it's going to drag on forever. Okay. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege, we just briefly touched on that, I guess. Sure. Um, you can play it again. Which I can good. play it again. It's fucking Yay. fixed. Yay. You fixed uh, it with magic, didn't you? Yeah, it was their stupid DNS problem they were having. Um, changed to 8.8.8.8. Changed it to Google's. Yep. Downloaded the patch. Changed it back to my default one. So, wait, that was something they broke in a patch? A Uplay patch or in a um, Something Siege happened... Patch? Yeah, I'm not too sure. It happened when the Siege patch rolled out, 3.0. Um, and it looks like there was a thread going on the Ubisoft forum saying from a bunch of people saying they couldn't download the update. Job had a very similar thing. Yeah. But for some reason, it started fixed working. itself yeah. for me. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, and eventually uh, somebody posted on the, the thread saying, I've been working with one of the support engineers um, and they think they've figured out what the problem is. Here's a fix to all this DNS change stuff. And I was going through a similar situation where I had a case open and was trying a bunch of different things with their support engineers. Um, and then this particular fix managed to get it going again. So I added my comments into the thread saying, this seems to work now. Um, other but people I, did as well, or you didn't? I haven't looked back at it yet, but... Good on you for going back to a support thread and actually updating it. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of people just don't do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I figured like the one person that said, hey, try this, see if it works. It worked for me. So I went back and said it worked for me. So I would recommend trying that as well for everyone else. Um, and then I also put that in the support case notes. Like, hey, this thing fixed it. Go. This fucking guy. Go look at this thing. Like, this is probably your solution. Um, anyway, Luke, Luke Teresa. Look, I work in IT. I know what it's like. Uh but Siege, yeah, man, it's good. It's good stuff. It's really good. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I changed a bunch of my settings because the uh, the new map is not optimized at all. Um, so I turned off some anti-aliasing stuff um, to a different setting, and that's bumped me up to like 144 frames, which is good. And that map runs a lot better now, which is uh, Border, I think it's called. It is. And it looks like they've got that on high rotation as well, which is good because I get to play it a bit and learn it. And it's much more, um, I think it's smaller than the other map, the, the boat, the yacht map, but it's also easier to navigate as well. I, I found my way around that really quickly. Whereas the boat map, I get lost in that. Yeah. Super easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still get lost as a drone. Yeah. 
I think I'm. I think I know it now. But Jesus Christ, I like um, Border because it's getting closer to kind of the original E3 pitch that got everyone so excited with the fully destructible environment. Not that it is fully destructible, but there's there's certainly a lot more uh, destructible walls and whatnot going on that I'm used to, which is great because it makes it incredibly tense as a defender because you can't possibly lock everything down, which is them, in my mind, kind of incentivizing the idea of like embracing Romans. Like you'd need to have a Roma to kind of stop them mm. from being able to make murder holes um, and whatnot. And I've had some, I've had some great rounds on there. I mean, like granted the rounds where we just kind of walked all over them. I had one with Drew um, was because I'd played the map once before, and I think these other people clearly hadn't played it at all. So it was kind of easy to get the drop on them. Um, and it's good to see when that sort of levels out. But yeah, it's a shitload of fun. And my God, Blackbeard has just been purpose-built for me. Hasn't he, Joby? Yeah, man. Like, uh, like, or, I don't know, from my perspective, he's just been like specifically built not for me. Uh <laughs> Because it's just not the way I play, but uh, it, is, him off me. it is exactly how you play. Like you've got that fucking ultra aggressive ability to peek, uh, and you get away with some shit. Like you sometimes don't get away with shit. You you're pretty sure you should, but yeah, uh, it's he's a fascinating character. I mean, it. I thought the Valkyrie improved the information war so much, but yes. Blackbeard. Like ramps up the need for the information wars to a degree that is just ludicrous in my opinion because the different like knowing that it's Blackbeard around a corner, knowing that it's Blackbeard who's going to come through the door next, and being able to immediately aim for his guts instead of having to try and react while he's also trying to react and shoot you in the face. Oh man, it's a spectacular advantage. Which yeah, I just th- I think it's such a fucking cool cool idea uh I, I do i still think he's overpowered i still think he his shield needs to destroy itself after a couple of hits but yeah, yeah. or, no, just, I, agree or just be like you know uh opaque to the point of being worthless or something like that like they need to do something to increase the risk reward because at this point it's there's a fucking lot of reward and not a lot of risk in it yeah uh yeah i've had i had a situation where i was shooting at someone the other night and unloaded like an entire clip into this person and was like what the fuck is it like i was yelling into the mic like what is going on uh because <laughs> it was registering as a hit on the screen yeah and then i got killed and then realized oh it's blackbeard yeah i was so fucking angry uh-huh. yeah but it has a different color reticule doesn't it when you hit him i think it's yellow i've noticed it, it has a yeah. slightly different feedback so you, yeah. you can tell immediately i mean obviously the first time you do it you're like what the fuck is happening i just headshot that guy and it's registered a hit um but once you figure that out it's it's awesome because a it shows that you and i and i'm sure joby aim for headshots <laughs> which yeah. you have to, which is essential but yeah. like i love that idea of having to like you said mentally rewire um to go okay i can't aim for the head like i will i will die or you have to flank um and that yeah i mean that's what rumors do anyway but i just love how the concept and we haven't really tried it too much i tried it a bit with drew um with varying success but like the concept that he's kind of buffed buck as well because buck can make a murder hole and then 
uh, Buckshot can Buckshot. His name's not Buckshot. <laughs> Blackbeard. It's Blackbeard can peak it. Yeah. Uh, so like that that idea of like bolstering the existing roster, and I think I love what they did with IQ, who is now like not so, someone you can use, like a totally viable choice. But like she's almost essential if they've if you're playing against a team that's always using Valkyrie really well and putting yep. cameras in unexpected spots. Like it's like if well, you're playing got- against us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and you I need IQ, out, then you've got to have IQ because I I've found some of the best fucking spots for cameras, and uh, yeah, it's it's just ludicrous. Like she is such a good character because she was always she always had uh, solid weaponry, right? She just had no utility, but now she's got utility, and that's that makes her so fucking good, so fucking worthwhile. Yeah, and the fact that she can see the outlines of shit now, and she doesn't oh, have yeah. this blurry CRT screen attached to her, yeah. her means that she is like really essential for super tech heavy defenders and also if they've got a, a pulse person who's super aggro and, and you know likes leaning out then you can spot pulse and you yep. can beat him at his own game which is awesome yeah which is great so I love that They've not just made her decent, but like I would even argue again, if you're coming up against a team that's using Valkyrie consistently, like she becomes an essential choice. Yeah, um, which is what you want, right? Like you want to get to a stage with your operators where people have more essential choices than they have room for in their roster. Mm-hmm. And as it stands, you know, in the past, um, before the DLC came out, really Rook was the only essential pick mm-hmm. for the defending team. Yeah, the others were kind of debatable. Um, but now, like, them Frost, but that was when she had C4, and now she doesn't. Anyways, she's still pretty essential. Yeah. Uh, and then Valkyrie as well. So now you've got, like, these three, and then the same similar sort of thing on the attacking side. As yeah, well, yeah, which, definitely. Which I think it's great. Hey, uh, did did you guys know that we uh, coined a term for our uh, Monty bomb plant? What's that? We're, we're calling it the Sex Panther play. Oh. Because uh, 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll just call. Oh, yeah, we're running Sex Panther. And uh, we'll see how it fucking goes. Uh, it hasn't been terribly successful. <laughs> Amazing. Um, those listening at home, if you don't know what the what Sex Panther might be, uh, on bomb maps, if you've got a decent avenue of entry uh, into the... Uh, bomb room you can monty up because monty got a buff in the 3.0 patch huge buff huge buff um and uh yeah so you can monty up spread his uh his shield all the way out and then march in and protect a huge area uh and then just plant directly behind him and uh it's up to the defenders to actually do something about that uh and most most Defensive team, yeah. Uh, they they can work out something that they can do about it. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the time the actual uh, problem is is mostly just um, us fucking about for too long before we actually get the plant going. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. You're fully protected. So you, you basically cheese the plant because when you walk back out again as Monty, uh Everyone, ever anyone who could see through the door can get a, a line on the um the plant. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's a very satisfying plant when it works. But it, if with a team that's savvy or with a Monty that doesn't know what they're doing, it can yep. go south really quick. Really quickly, but it is good. It's good fun. 
Uh, awesome. All right, Rainbow Six, still awesome. I think uh, there's another patch coming in the next week or two from sweet. what I was reading. Cool. Yeah. It's getting better and better each each patch, which is a good yeah. sign. Oh, and also they've added like the charms, and that's really cool, and the MVP stuff because I get that a lot, and that's fun. You <laughs> really haven't played with me around then, have you? With me, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I got MVP, yes, like last night, just before I went to bed. I got MVP mm. with like one kill. And, Did you have uh, your sweet mask this time? He's had six kills. <laughs> no, I really uh, like how they've done the scoring system, man. I think they've tweaked yeah. it even. Yeah, I think they have. Um, yeah, they did. And playing as Valk and like putting cameras in good spots that get spots uh, on the other team, um, yeah, you just wind up getting shitloads points which is awesome um like because it rewards you for really creatively thinking about how you're going to place that shit um but yeah anyway uh overwatch Mm. yeah 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 Uh, yeah i've been playing a bit more overwatch i play overwatch when i've got uh minutes (laughs) yeah 10 to 30 minutes to kill and i feel like getting um a bit angry i guess yeah uh, no, I've, I've, I've decided to approach it with the same zen sort of uh, attitude that I have had towards Z-Town. Well, it's troll-free. Uh, it is. According to a Wired article, it is uh, the only troll-free shooter, uh, which indicates to me that nobody at Wired has played Overwatch because people shit on other people in that game with an alarming amount of efficiency they like they just seem to be able to dig deep into someone's the core of someone's being and they pinpoint it and then they rip it until it is shreds uh yeah no people are hateful in that game so uh, i cannot believe that wide would write an article claiming it's troll free but uh yeah what what are you gonna do uh it's interesting i i have i have been having more fun with it again and that is entirely due to the fact that now whenever I jump on, there are seven other people playing and I can usually get into a game with at least two of them, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. So I can play with Match Fixer or or, um, or Squirrel or someone like that, like Gap listeners who've uh, added me on Blizz, um, Battle.net. Battle.net. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, it's... It is a. I, I hate playing it alone. I hate it when I'm playing on my own, um, and I don't have a lot of fun. And I will invariably, like almost always, be on a team that doesn't have either a tank or a healer. Uh, well, because be attack and have three snipers on your team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I will be either the tank or the healer uh, because, as much as I'd love to just do my own thing, I just cannot bear the idea of someone coming into the game have, like after someone quits in rage uh, because we don't have a tank. I, I cannot bear to think that someone would come in and be like, uh, what are all these fuckheads doing? None of them have been ta- gone tank or healer. So I'll go Lucio or Diva. Fuck it. Um, and I'll, I'll do it because someone's got to do it and nobody ever wants to fucking do it. Even though there are like, you have fun. I don't understand how they don't have fun playing tanks or healers. Uh, on the other hand, here I am complaining about having to do it, but that's only because it's an obligation, right? Like 
if I chose to be a tank or healer, then I'd have fun with it. But because I'm obliged to do it, I feel like they've robbed me of choice. Right? I don't know. That's kind of dumb. Uh, but yeah, playing on my own is fucking it's garbage. And from that like couple of rounds I had with you and Cam Shea from IGN the other day, um, I have zero intention of playing that game ever by myself. Yeah. Ever. Because I can see that sort of thing. I can see that I'm not going to find a whole lot of satisfaction um, playing alone, especially on a team that isn't playing objective, which I always try to do. Yes, mm. I do love getting kills, and you know it's pretty sweet to have that play of the match video accolade, but... Um, like it's not as satisfying as like having a really well balanced match or or even like if you lose or if you win like working together to kind of play objective and there was only really three of us doing that on some of those rounds and it was really it became like even that became really frustrating i mean i enjoyed what we did but you just like like you were saying that one guy who was standing right next to the objective point just standing outside of it yeah but he could have turned it around. You just have to like walk forward two meters, champ, and we don't lose this fucking match. But uh, I guess not. Whatever. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like people I've, who are playing selfishly instead of playing for the team. I've started calling it out because uh, I don't like. I I don't see why you wouldn't anymore. Like I, I cannot understand. I I don't like. I'm not rude about it. But if someone like in a game earlier, uh, our diva was standing next to... We were playing uh, Control on Ilias. Uh, Control is one of those maps where both teams compete over the central spawn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were at like 78% and they are at 99% and in, we were in overtime. And our diva was standing next to the fucking control point having a fucking shit fight with Reaper when all she needed to do was swoop over and get onto the point just long enough to like, cause we all, we'd all spawned at basically the same time and we all would have arrived at there basically in time to like team fuck that fucking point. But no, she wanted to go for the kill. And uh, I pointed it out I'm like, Hey, uh, you, you need to get on the point, uh, in overtime. And, uh, yeah, of course they got into me about it. Of course, uh, everyone else was to blame for dying. Oh, you guys shouldn't have died. Maybe if you guys weren't dying all the time. What? Uh, yeah, spectacular. Uh, I was. I had gold. I had gold on uh, like kills, objective kills, uh, and healing done. Uh, and so I was silver on time on objective. But uh, yeah, no, whatever. Fuckheads. Silver job. I know. Get Pathetic. Good. Only three gold medals. What a prick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's Overwatch. Overwatch. And what what's up? Can you track ping at all? Yeah. Um, what is the ping that we're getting on these servers? I'm getting sub thirty. I'm getting really? really? Yeah. On American servers. We're not on American servers. We're just in the American region. There's, oh. yeah, they're using the um, Amazon Cloud Slayer. Yes. Ever since you showed me those videos about that Rainbow Six dude, German uh, guy. How good is he? Yeah. So I look. I just actually I just, he he did I, one on Overwatch. Did you see it? Uh, no. Yeah, it's it's a bit garbage in terms of its tick rate. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely terrible tick rate. Twenty point eight or something. <laughs> right, yeah. 
but yeah, no, I used the, I just went into the, like watched his video again, got the program that he uses and I used that program to find out where the servers are and shit. It's fine. Nice. Uh, like who's hosting and shit. I, I did it for Doom. That's what I was talking about with Doom. Like the netcode is fucking garbage. I didn't write it in the IGN review, but uh, yeah. I didn't want to get death threats. Uh, no, uh, it was too local. Too technical? And Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. So yeah, uh, Overwatch done. Fantasy Movie League. Yes. Shall that kicked off this week. Yeah. Uh, After our discussion last week, Job changed his choices. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> you were just confirming it before we even started. Was I don't think so. I don't think I said anything like that. I think I can play it back. Yeah, I think you probably docked or something up to make it sound like I said that, but I don't think. Docked. Um, but yeah, uh, did you say docked? That's what you said. Second last is uh, Dat Nachos. He made $57 million this weekend. Fucking eat it. Did you do Angry Birds movie? Are you he one did. of those people? I'm just looking at it now. I actually. <laughs> You're crazy. Until, until you said Fantasy Movie League, I didn't know what it was called, the URL. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! So I don't know how to play this game. Uh, clearly. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then if you scroll up to fifth place, you've got Luke, who took a gamble on Alice, which yeah. is fucking hilarious. It didn't pay off. Uh, and I told you last week that it wouldn't pay off. Uh, I think you probably would have beaten me if you'd gone for X-Men. Well, I can't because I wouldn't have had enough money. Well, you would have had to not have as many Civil War screens, certainly. Yeah. But, uh, Wait, how does that work? So you can just load up the same movie. Yeah, yep. so you're a you're a Cineplex. You're running a Cineplex, right? And well, so and so you are trying to make as much money in a weekend as possible by running the movies that people want to see and so it basically grabs yeah, the results from the weekend and you earn that per screen uh for the movie that is showing okay so. so that makes more sense because like i started selecting some and then it would gray out others so i didn't know what the fuck yeah was because happening. you've got a budget to go off as well mm-hmm. oh, there you go so you can't put x-men on eight screens why not I because it. x-men it costs 75 percent of your budget for that yeah. particular week and the problem is like the the good thing about being in Australia when it comes to superhero films is that we get them before the states suckers. Yeah. So I was like, oh, X Men's already been out and it's not doing that well. Little <laughs> cool, did I know, hadn't been out in the states. That is almost the mistake that I made last week, uh, but then I didn't for reasons unknown. It's good to see that Whiskey Tango Fifi went with Angry Birds as well. <laughs> I know, right? Yep. Uh, she didn't go with any superhero movies at all she was like nah superhero movies are done nobody wants to watch superhero movies <laughs> they want to watch angry birds <laughs> they want to watch angry birds uh yeah um but yeah luke was the only person oh no the uh super Plukes, the two luke's didn't go with uh x-men and still came out okay yeah he uh bold choice back to civil war a lot didn't he holy he fuck the top five is actually like sorry top seven is quite close yeah top top nine even mm, mm, maybe not no who's, who's number 10 
that's Alex Alex Walker. from Kotaku. All right, cool. Uh, he bet big on Zootopia, which <laughs> which it's been hit, out for like forty weeks, hasn't it? And it hit video on demand this week. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was rough for him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The top seven are great. Um, now that I know how to play, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be a contender. <laughs> I think it was a feeling out week for everyone. Um, I just, you know, just sort of worked this shit out a lot quicker. So uh, that's why I'm winning, you know. You know? Are, you, are you half twin multiplukes? I'm the half twin multiplukes, yes I am. Fucking these names, man. At least mine's like obvious. <laughs> so is mine, except we've got it. two Lukes. I'm going to change it to not Nathan or something just to confuse you guys. Your Don't. girlfriend's is uh, the douchebags aren't our <laughs> cineplukes. Yeah, but that's clearly her because it's just fucking <laughs> random as fuck. <laughs> Oh, the only other one it could have... Oh, no, it was at Dre's, but that's obviously Drew. The Dre's dank downstairs film room. That's true. It's, it's close. Yeah. 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 Then again, half-twin multiplex, but that's clearly a diss on the Lukes. Right? Uh, the, the, the Plukes thing is, uh, is a joke on both the, on the two Lukes in our group because there's too many Lukes. Still, so, we're awesome. Multi-Plukes or Cineplukes or... Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like seeing you <laughs> at the top of the ladder, Joe. Uh, yeah, well, I can't wait for you to somehow fucking screw me out of the top, conspire against me like you did with fucking Risk Legacy. Hey, I did that explicitly into your face, so... Advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason, that doesn't make you feel better. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you get so fucking salty about that. <laughs> Considering the two games before, you little fingered your way to victory twice. Like, and just because everyone else was fucking stupid to it, like, I just made it abundantly clear what had to happen to make everyone else feel good, Jeremy. It wasn't about you. It was a, it was a selfless act on your behalf. I appreciate it. I didn't win either, so it wasn't like I was doing it from my game. Come on. I know that, like, I tend to get targeted in these games, so... So I've, I've I've made my peace with that. Uh, board games and me do not mix. In terms of winning, I mean. <laughs> uh, gold. Um, all right, that's it. Uh, Total War Warhammer. Hmm. Yeah. I'm playing it right now. Oh. <laughs> that's I'm just doing the tactical stuff in the background, you know, like in between rants. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. Like especially for people who haven't played a uh, Total War game before, this is like me. Yeah, if you've been curious about it, like wanting to see what it's all about, this is the best place to start. Curious, curious to buy it? Buy uh, yes, you can do a one hour, 59 minute Steam rental. Ah, that one. I was just making a buy curious joke, but yeah. That's right. I mean, I did do the docking thing before. Sure. The joke. Yep. God. Phrasing tonight, Nathan. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I myself out too late. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it, it handhelds you really well. Like it, teaches you more than any other Total War game has in the past, but not in a way that feels patronizing because there's obviously a lot of mechanics um, at play and stuff that you want to know about early so that you don't figure it out later and realize if you've been doing that 30 moves ago, you would be better off um, in an unavoidable situation. I've already had to roll back my save a couple of times. The first time because I just didn't like that I was on the back foot incredibly from an early decision that was Hang a on. bit... Talk? Hello. It's like a squeaking when you yes. talk. Whistle nose. 
Ah, okay. It was showing me Luke bananas. Breathing. It's Luke breathing. Fucking Luke. Luke. Stop, breathing. Stop breathing. Okay. <laughs> what is it? I can hear it too. I hate it. Yeah. It's showing so, bananas. Luke, can you hear it? Hear what? Yeah, exactly. There we go. Old whistle nose. Yeah. Damn that's whistle noise. Nose. That's a little Easter egg. Did it stop? It did. Yeah. For now. Maybe your mouth or something. I didn't yeah. do anything. It's still. It's not me, you dickhead. Muted. You muted. No, I'm not. You can hear me. Oh, we don't. We do, I don't think we want to do a two hours in sound test, do we? <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> you can look and get rid of it. You post. can hear when he's laughing. He's like squeak, 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 squeak. It's like um, was it uh, me, myself, and Irene? Where he, he, his nose is all fucked up, like he, yeah. he beat himself up, and his nose is just like doing that perpetually. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, can, may I may I continue? Yes. Jeremy, can you get past the no? Can you get past the whistle nose? It is kind of annoying. I can't. I guess. Yeah. Luke, just blow your nose or something. Get rid of the boogers. <laughs> Fuck. Come on, buddy. The sure. dweller on the threshold. <laughs> Where was he? Yeah. So it it actually teaches you really well. So for me. When I played Total War games back in the day, um, I don't really like turn-based games. So the tactical overview, which is, of course, turn-based, I used to just rush through that as quickly as possible to get military force as big as possible and hope that I could make my economy kind of work enough for me to maintain these uh, giant armies that I used to stomp everything around my borders. Um, and this one, I'm actually spending a whole lot more time in the tactical overview because it's explained it to me and I can see how stuff correlates and I find it more rewarding. I'm actually exploring diplomacy for once, which I've never done. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm finding it really satisfying. And also as someone who's kind of more of a casual fan of the series, like in that I don't buy every game. I don't know the intricacies of it. I don't won't give it a thumbs down on steam after 49,000 hours because it lost this one feature or whatever the fuck people are complaining about. Uh, that said, the people who are the particular hardcore players probably won't appreciate that there have been watering down, uh, they've watered down certain areas, but not in a massive way, in my opinion. But like, I didn't appreciate the fact that like Rome two, for instance, and it might not have been the first game. Sorry, fanboys, if this is the case, but, um, at least as far as I'm aware, introduced the idea that when you were sieging a city, you'd actually get to siege the city. And if they had built up defenses, you get to see the walls, you get to see the towers. And it became really tactical, like in terms of flanking opportunities through streets. So you could send someone around a block to, you know, cavalry around a block, for instance, to smash in behind their arches or something like that. It was really fucking cool. That's not in this game at all. Like when you're fighting for a settlement, it just puts you in a field outside the settlement, which is kind of lame. I mean, the terrain um still comes into play and you can use the trees to hide your forces and whatnot so there's still tactical elements to get me wrong but it's just it's just a bit weird that they've taken a back step in an area that was really fucking cool and and for a game for an ip warhammer ip Mm. that i'm sure has some rich mythology and visuals in terms of what the cities look like what they could look like i think it's a missed opportunity um but like on the whole i've probably already put in about eight ten hours into it um, since a weekend, which I was not planning on doing at all. It is very much a game of just like, oh, I'll just do one more turn, and then, you know, seven or eight turns later. And about, like, a turn might take two minutes, depending on what you're doing. Like, if you're healing your army, for instance, you don't want them to be in battle. You kind of want to replenish. You might just skip through a turn or two 
after checking on your buildings, but it also might be like 30 minutes a turn, depending on what you're trying to do and achieve and what you're checking out in diplomacy. So there's a, there's potential for a, a lot of hours to be put in this game. And, and like for someone who prefers the real-time strategy component, I've found it immensely satisfying. I've gone into some battles where I've been grossly outnumbered and just come out on top through superior tactics, which just... Yeah, is immensely rewarding when the odds are stacked against you and the, the kind of the plan and the tactics that you put into play come together and when you switch and change when the AI reacts to what you're doing um, on the fly. Lots of fun. Cannot recommend it enough. If you're a casual Total War fan or you're into the Warhammer IP, it's not 40k though, which was upsetting when I realized that. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, I got to check it out. I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, well, it's got a co-op campaign, which I'd... I, w- I don't know, or it's got co-op elements, I should say. Maybe it does have a campaign. I'd love to see how that works, because I reckon that'd be cool as shit. Yeah. To be factions either beside each other, I guess, would be ideal, or if you're opposite sides, like, kind of working towards each other, um, and I guess ultimately possibly even betraying, but not that you want to do that. Joe would want to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been 100 hours, Nate. I'm going to just take all of this. Thanks. <laughs> but I reckon... Uh, I reckon that would be cool. I don't know how it looks, but um, yeah, I reckon that would be even more rewarding because at the moment you're obviously dealing with the whims of the AI um, and that that changes quite a bit depending on how close you are and you can exert military might to kind of make someone be more amenable to a peace treaty, um, which I did recently, which was very satisfying after some aggressive dwarves rolled down from the hill and fucking sacked one of my cities pricks so i'd sent a stomping force destroyed their army sacked the city destroyed their other army and then left and then they were like peace treaty (laughs) which i thought was really cool like they instigated it even though they hate me so yeah heaps of fun get it luke and if you do we should try some co-op stuff or competitive whatever all right cool that's right maybe (laughs) i'm I'm actually sold yeah no i just i there's I mean, some other stuff coming out that I want to play as well. It is it's a busy time, right? Yeah. Busy time for games. I mean, Starting to. Um, Mirror's Edge is out soon, which I'm oh, actually yeah. to after the, the beta. Um, I mean, I had problems with it, but I also had a hell of a lot of fun with it. So that's out in that sort of E3, like pre-E3 time period where games used to go to die, but they don't seem to as much anymore. Yeah, but you also like Timefront. Oh, yeah. Us. Have you played it? Yeah. No, all I've heard is garbage. I don't understand what's wrong with people. Like, like it is. Um, get the bad stuff out of the way. Like the AI um, is sporadically garbage. Like literally, sometimes if you're doing the stealthy thing and they're not aware of you, you can just run at them and then stab them in the neck, which I thought was a bit stupid. Um, but when it comes down to shootouts, you're quite squishy. Um, and it's got that crisis first-person cover system where you get to kind of waist-high cover, and you crouch, and if you're iron sights, you can peek over, so you can do this cool sort of like firing off shots, relocating, and, and they're quite aggressive and flanking and whatnot when they're working in groups, so that, that helps to um, make up for the shit side when in, in the stealthy modes. Um, but in terms of like a kind of an open-world shooter, I'm was having a lot of fun with it. Like I just was kind of waiting for a patch, which they've said is coming to fix some of the technical, the performance issues, um, some, you know, glitchy graphics and some frame rate bottom outs and whatnot, which obviously isn't particularly glowing, but I put 
half a dozen at least hours into just running around in the open world. I love that it just kind of after the first half hour, which is really funnily and stop start, it throws you into this crazy big open world. Um, and if you go off the beaten path like I did, <clears throat> you get fucked up. And I was getting into you know fights with dudes and then running away and escaping on a motorbike and being chased by drones that brought in giant airships and die and then kind of respawn and, and go at it again. Like I found that it, it forced you to play really tactically because of how kind of squishy you were. Um, and I love the the kind of evolution of the... Did you guys play much of Crisis? Yeah. I think it was Crisis 2 that introduced the on-the-fly scope and attachment changes to yeah. your guns. You remember that? So yeah. they've taken that to the next logical level where you can do kind of full conversions of the guns on top of that. So you can turn... Um, a crossbow into a blunderbuss you can turn and a semi-auto uh, semi-auto sniper rifle into like a hard-hitting kind of bolt action uh, rifle you can turn an assault rifle into a mini rocket launcher thing and stuff like that like I thought it was really cool and your pistol turns into a like a little submachine gun as well and then you can get the attachments on top of that so you silence attachments and your scopes and whatnot um, yeah like it, it's not amazing don't get me wrong it's it's not the sort of game where i'm like you absolutely have to play it but i mean i remember drew sort of asking about it and be interesting to hear his thoughts actually uh but he was asking about it because he was like i'm really just hanging out for an open world far cry style shooting experience i'm like well man this game's got it like yeah it's got some flaws but yeah if you, if you got it or you could get it on special and you're interested in it especially assuming by that stage they would have patched it i think there's a lot of fun to be had there i didn't try the co-op but what I played, I enjoyed, and the only reason I stopped playing it was because I got swamped with all these other games that I had to play um, for work. So I fully intend on going back to it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you make it sound really good, and yet the general consensus is that it's really bad, and I just, I, it's really confusing to me, I guess. I don't, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get what they were kind of expecting. I mean, like, <clears throat> the original Homefront game was uh, a bit of a turd, right? Like, it was what it got right. This game doesn't get right. Like, the the strong narrative elements, um, the jaw-dropping moments, I haven't really experienced them on the same level in this game. Uh, but in terms of, yeah, like, an open-world shooter. I mean, like, when I learned that the AI was kind of dumb as dog shit, I guess I stopped abusing that for the stealth stuff and not just running up to them and stabbing them in the neck. Like I just actually tried to be a bit more sneaky and move around. And I appreciated that it had kind of like a dying light, not free running, but like mantling system. So you can, you can get up on top of um, buildings and whatnot quite easily just by jumping up on ledges and going up ladders and things to kind of run across the rooftops to avoid patrols because they have these patrols that go around with armored cars and you really have to like level up certain things to be able to do certain stuff. So it had like a Metroidvania feel to it as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man, like I, like I could see it's flawed and it's certainly not a game that I would get blue in the face defending. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like the core open world gameplay loop and, you know, the little, the side missions that you were doing and the assaults on the bases and the different entry points and the, the kind of feedback that you had for when you were taking over parts of the city and you'd see more resistance soldiers and whatnot. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Maybe I'm just... You're crazy. Simple when it comes to shooters. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, like I'm not like I said, I'm not ending that with like go out and get it to to anyone. Um, I would like to see what they do with the patches, but I can't imagine it's going to sell too well. I feel sorry for them because it was um, rebranded Free Radical, and I really just want to see another Time Splitters, don't I? So those guys know how to make shooting stuff clearly because they've done Time Splitters and whatnot. But yeah, I don't I don't get the hate, man. I get like mediocrity. I get like meh. But I, I don't get the yeah the hate unless yeah. someone sort of is getting crashes or whatever from technical issues or people who get particularly upset about having to lower graphics. I mean, in Total War, um, that's technically fucked as well. I've had to like it recommended running it at Ultra. Uh, the Nvidia experience also recommended running it at Ultra in terms of its optimization. I've had to drop it to medium to make it playable. I don't know what the fuck's happening there. I'm on the latest drivers. Um, it's it's very bizarre, but like that doesn't make me hate the game. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like okay. I mean, I would prefer to play it in looking prettier, but like it doesn't impact the core gameplay. Yep. Except when the frames bottom out in home fr- um, home front, then that sucks. But it doesn't happen all the time. So I was just kind of like, eh. I guess that's how they handled their open world streaming sections. I thought, which is not ideal. But yeah, again, meh it. Say it's average, say it's probably not worth buying, but like I reckon by the time they patch it and inevitably it drops in price and it's on some ludicrous special, it's, it, you could get you know, good 10 hours of fun if you're into that kind of open world um, yeah. shooter stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? A chair. Who is that? <laughs> Me! Oh, Josh, yeah. what is uh, a chair? Talk about this too much. I've got um, there's a, a gaming company, chair. Yeah, a company called Secret Labs uh. um, that I think is I don't know where they're based, but they sent out a chair for me to review for PC Power Play, and you can read my review there later tonight if I can be bothered. Well, not later tonight. You will have seen it by the time this podcast is live, of course. Sure. Um, but it's a sort of mid-tier chair. So I've to put it into context, I've got a ridiculously overpriced well no it's not overpriced it's beautiful I paid $1,400 a few years ago for a chair um, because I would buy like the generic office brand chair which one like the Aero or yeah the Aeron nice and it is spectacular it's particularly spectacular I've realized after using this Omega Stealth chair god Uh, no no it's particularly spectacular in that it allows me to have this terrible, terrible posture habits because it supports me wherever I move. <laughs> the good thing, this is a backhanded compliment for the Omega Stealth, uh, is that because it's like a full chair and that it goes up to your head and not just kind of cuts off below your shoulders, um, is that it forces me to sit up with better posture. Uh, and it's got like a, a neck pillow, an optional neck pillow that I put on and a lower back pillow as well that you can put on the seat. And I'm particularly enjoying better posture, to be honest, and had some mammoth sessions in it that, and normally in other chairs, generic brand chairs, I would get a like small, uh, small on my back would get sore at the end of a day of work. Uh, and I have a generic chair to test as well <laughs> for comparison. <laughs> But this one's great. I mean, it's it's priced at like six hundred bucks, but and that sounds expensive. But for me, and this is why I bought the Aeron, was I was sick of being worried that my generic 
chair was going to break because they do <laughs> after a while and usually when you're reclined um, and there's nothing quite as shocking as a chair snapping and then you realizing you're on your back and your butt hurts yep. but uh, I'm like you know what I spend a lot of time in front of my computer obviously I work from home but like outside of that I spend a lot of time in front of my computer for gaming um, YouTube and all that sort of stuff so why wouldn't I invest in a peripheral item that like kind of is comfortable and supports me during those sessions and i'm more of a person who likes the softer chairs so uh softer leather or the aeron is particularly soft because it's it's got a weave design where it moves wherever you move but this harder leather seat which at first i was like oh it's a bit like a like a hard mattress but it's really really comfortable like honestly um so if you're in the market for a gaming chair and you don't want to drop $1,400 on an Aeron like I did many moons ago when I used to make money, um, <laughs> yeah. then it's well worth considering if you're sick of your generic Officeworks chairs breaking or giving you sore backs. Can we talk about this for a second? I think if you're, especially if you're working from home, but uh, even if you're just going to spend a lot of time sitting at your computer, buying a decent chair, not like spending three to four hundred dollars at least on a chair is one of the best things you can do totally. it's a that, fucking no-brainer like if you're working is. from home a fourteen hundred dollar chair is nothing especially when the aeron comes with a fucking 10-year warranty i've got a uh oh, i can't remember the brand right now it's not the aeron it's the slightly cheaper knockoff of the aeron also comes with the 10-year warranty uh is an amazing chair as well, but not quite as good as the Aeron. Um, it's made of that. F- I swear to God, they they made the uh, the episode of Better Off Ted. You know the very first episode of Better Off Ted, how they discover a uh, a chair fabric that makes people itch so that they <laughs> are more productive. Yeah, that's what this chair is made out of. Which is actually, it's you know, it's been scientifically designed to be just the perfect amount of itchy. I think. But uh, sounds terrible, Joe. No, it's fantastic. Uh, it does. It definitely keeps me more alert. But um, <laughs> okay, the Aeron doesn't make you itch. The <laughs> Omega Stealth doesn't make you itch. <laughs> Nor does my generic Officeworks chair. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm glad it works for you though. How much was it, Joby? How much was yours? Uh, so this one was eight hundred dollars, and okay. yeah, ten ten year warranty. Uh, I'm only up to like year six or something. Um, uh, maybe not even that. Maybe year five, and. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a fucking no brainer. Like, of course, you should just get a really good fucking chair if it's for ten years. Like, I was going through one shitty Officeworks chair uh, every, a year, maybe every ten months. Yeah, uh, and you would wind up spending eleven to twelve hundred dollars on Officeworks chairs, or you could get one really good one that makes you feel fucking awesome when you're sitting in it. Uh, and yeah. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Totally. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for that. And I'm a guy who used to, like, buy a $4,000 desktop just in terms of what was in the tower and then, like, skimp on everything else. Yeah. Skimp on the mouse, skimp on the monitors. You know, like, that's where I make my savings. But now I'm sort of realizing that, like, you know, what a mechanical keyboard can do for you, what a high DPI mouse can do for you, what a – that I haven't set up yet, but a high frame rate monitor like our hacking friend Luke uses. Um, yeah. So why, yeah, absolutely, like, before that, before someone pointed it out, I was like, 
well, you know, you just buy a seat when it breaks and rah, rah, rah. And like, yeah, you yeah. kind of just like, but you don't know what you don't know. So me having a sore small of the back every once in a while and not being particularly comfortable was just normal. And it yeah. wasn't until got in the air on that I was like, oh, all right. So pain isn't normal. Okay. And comfort yeah. is, uh, is good. So yeah, cannot, cannot rave enough. But I mean, like, that's a lot of coin. Um, so is 800, so is 600 to be fair. But if you're thinking like, if you do spend a lot of time, like, yeah, like you said, Joby, it's a no brainer. And, and these things are great. I don't know if you'd be able to run into a store to test one out. That's the only kind of, um, downside. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so using my words, it is sort of the harder, harder leather design, but it is leather. It's got a lot of adjustable stuff, which I don't give a shit about, but I understand that certain people do. So the armrest can move forwards, backwards, in, inwards, even like if you want to have them on an angle, cause you like sticking your elbows out, whatever, sure. yep. um, up and down and even, uh, out and in from the sides of the chair. If you go underneath it and readjust some bolts, uh, and you can even change the tilt, um, feedback so whether it's tight or loose and you can obviously recline even though for some reason it, it doesn't advise according to the pictures that I looked at doesn't advise that you um, lie back on it too much oh, okay. or that you get a friend to surprise jump on it when you're lying back uh, it's also worth noting that it's rated for people who weigh up to 110 kilos. And as I'm five kilos above that, I haven't had any problems, even with a ginger cat jumping on my lap now. Ginger fat cat named Pat. He weighs nine kilos. So, <laughs> yeah. And when he jumps on my lap when I'm on the air on, you do, you do notice it sag a bit more. So. <laughs> and I do feel like it's going to break, which upsets me. Mm. But... Um, not that I'm advising anyone to go outside of the uh, recommended weight limits for a chair, but I'm just saying. That it's also because you're seven foot tall or something like that as well. I do <laughs> tend to hide my weight a bit more than the average person who might weigh 110 kilos or 115 kilos rather. <laughs> so I do feel sorry for those people. Sorry, how much, guys. How much of your weight is beard? Oh, man, it must be at least 10 like <laughs> the snacks that I keep in it. There's <laughs> <laughs> probably Nerf darts hidden in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I keep finding them around the place still. <laughs> cool. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, good to know. I'm glad we talked about the chair. That's yeah, exciting. Good chair yeah. talk. Uh, a AU update. UW. Oh, UWP. Um, so that stands for Universal Windows Platform, and <laughs> it's referring to... Specifically, you'll love this one, Luke. Games sold within the Windows 10 store. Oh, so my God. On the okay. PC PowerPlay website, um, I wrote a story being called UWP Update. And it's so obscure, but like how to kind of condense what I was trying to say. Whatever. Um, so I was really just looking at uh, Gears of War, uh, mm-hmm. Killer Instinct, because it's third season recently released, and Ori and the Blind Forest. Um, which are all by themselves and outside of the technical limitations of the Windows 10 store UWP treatment. Yeah, good games. Fantastic fucking games. Like, really, really good. Killer Instinct comes out on top as the best because it doesn't drop frames. That sounds like such a weird fucking thing to compliment a game for. But considering the pace at which it plays, it's essential that it doesn't drop frames. Um, And yeah, 
runs like a dream on full settings and it looks really cool in its stylized way. I mean, it's not exactly a crisis equivalent for gaming, yeah. but, but you know, it, it plays really well and you can do cross platform play. Um, but I've been having some fucking major problems with the, um, internet connectivity portion of windows games. And I recently found out that there's a server service called, Tessero, I want to say, or some random fucking word that's supposed to be predominantly to do with the um, Xbox app that's embedded in Windows 10, but it's supposed to mainly handle party chat, but it also has something to do with basically how your NAT operates. Right. So by fucking around with that after forum trawling, I finally got my NAT in Gears of War Ultimate Edition from strict to moderate. Um, despite the fact that there are pages and pages of people dead on the official forum talking about how they can't get it beyond moderate or strict in some instances, which was my problem. I even did the dreaded DMZ on my yep. desktop IP just to fucking test it, and I couldn't get it beyond moderate. So, yeah, them trying to tell me that it's my stuff. I don't mm. So, uh-huh. so there's something weird there, and I, I couldn't, I haven't been able to find a game of Gears of War online since it launched and even then I had to switch to American servers to find a game that was unplayable <clears throat> and it may be that the community's moved on and you know how they do the matchmaking thing it doesn't have a very informative matchmaking text in that it says checking for players and then it says checking player ranks as if it's found other players but then it just loops between those two text messages so you're like is this bullshit or are they just seriously determining that I can't play against anyone because I'm too low level because I haven't been able to play against anyone? Anyways, it attracted um, a hater on PC Powerplay, Joby. Oh, okay. <laughs> he must be an IGN reader, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think he, he told me that I had um, a cancer cell that needed fixing. Um, and everything that I said was lies. Oh. I mean, I had been talking about three games, and it required some Batman-like detective work on my part to figure out what he was talking about, which was just going back to the other Gears article and finding that he was the dipshit that wrote, bullshit, the game runs perfectly for me. Like, uh, okay. like that addressed <laughs> anything that I was talking about like in the review, but whatever. Um, and he hadn't talked about Ori in the Blind Forest, which is amazing, by the way. Have you guys played that? Yeah, man. I missed that when it first came around. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Very, very good game, but it dropped fra- it drops frames on um, Windows Store. I'm so gutted to have to say that because I was having such a good time with it. It happened once, and I was willing to just go, okay, that was once. It's nothing. But then it happened a few other times sporadically. Just yep. the frame rate just bottoms out um, randomly, and I'm like, because of the way that Windows 10 Store games work is they've got very limited visual fidelity setting options they've started to add in more so like for instance they've added um some more into quantum break and they've added some more into gears of war so you can now track your frames on gears which is nice like nice little inclusion which is important Mm. because uwp treatment also means that you can't run any third party overlay apps which means no fraps no fraps rather no shadow play so you are completely fine i wouldn't use it fuck it (laughs) what what the fuck is wrong with them I agree Um, uh, before it even came out I think before it came out or maybe just after it came out Tim Sweeney who's the co-founder of Epic Games wrote an open letter to Microsoft damning them and saying please 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 don't do UWP it's fucking garbage and you should definitely go and read that if you haven't already 
Um, and I tend to agree with everything that he says, but like, it's really undermining all these games. I still can't play Quantum Break League. I've got it. I downloaded it. Like, um, even if hey, I at least you could download it, it drops frames. Um, they've added the option to turn off film grain, but it still looks like this oversaturated piece of shit for some reason on PC. I don't know why, um, but. I really, really want to play that game because I fucking love Remedy, man, and I loved what I played in preview the first few hours, but I can't bring myself to... Um, play, I'm probably going to have to play it on Xbox, and God, that makes me feel dirty. <laughs> like, I really just want to play it on my PC. Yeah. But, I played um, Ori on Steam. No, no problems with that. Ran awesome. And that's what... Yeah. I think I wrote that in my article as well. Like, thankfully, it's available on Steam, like, as well. But the um, Killer Instinct is exclusive to Windows 10 Store, as is uh, Gears of War, as is Quantum Break, and whatever the other game I was yeah. just... Um, but, like, this is the problem. Like, they're, they're going to do this exclusivity stuff, and that's fine. But there are fundamental problems. And, and also, like, from a from a new user's point of view from like a green user's point of view you have to go and find some back end setting to even get it to download to a different drive because it treats them as an app it downloads by default to your primary drive and if you're a gamer i'm sure you guys can relate to this i don't have a very big ssd on my primary drive i put a select few games on it it also doesn't pre-allocate the full download size (laughs) so i was downloading Hey, look, these are all things I complained about during Quantum Break's issue. I know, but this is like, for, for Gears of War, I was going to download uh, the game, and I'm like, okay, so it must have pre-allocated the space, and a couple of, a few hours later, my, I came up with a Windows error saying you've only got like 500 megabytes left on your C drive, and I'm like, fuck, so I had to delete it because they keep this shit hidden, um, so I couldn't copy and paste what had been downloaded to somewhere else, as far as I was aware. So this re- sounds like a fucking joke. This sounds like the like some sort of fucking prank. It sounds it, like they're doing this shit on purpose. It's, how the fuck do you screw this up this hard? But like, how do you? I, I, what I understand is how do you create something like DX12, which is you know a much more efficient API than DX11, that you know in tests is amazing and what it offers is like fantastic, and then like to me that's a step towards saying and backing up Windows 10 as a gaming platform agreed 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 I don't have problems with gaming on Windows 10 like I think it's a great operating system as far as I'm concerned but then when it comes to buying games where you can only buy certain games through their fucking store oh they're gonna fix it you know they're gonna fix it you know they'll change it eventually but like the problem that I have is they're not the first people to come up with a digital platform for fuck's sake other people have made these mistakes before you you could have come out of the gate with an assumed standard that was basically where you know steam's at or whatever um and kind of tried to tweak or improve upon it but like you don't fuck shit up so long story short uwp update it still sucks and it makes developers games look bad so I hope that there's a big pushback away from people selling games on the Windows Store. That would be good. <laughs> and exclusives, yeah. Because, I mean, they're not going to put them on Steam, are they? Unless they decide to get rid of the Windows 10 Store, which to me doesn't make sense because, like, we paid nothing for Windows 10, right? Are you all yeah. Windows 10? So the way they're going to make money is by selling shit through a store right so i don't think they're gonna get rid of it but god i wish they would just patch it and i don't know who greenlit or approved the idea to treat them as apps but it's fucking flawed yeah i uh 
I don't know, based on all of this, I'm inclined to never, ever, ever buy anything off the Windows Store ever. No, ever. Until they maybe fix it. But no, like, Unless they, like, I don't want them to fix it to the basic standard of working. I want it to be significantly better before I'm ever going to buy anything because this sounds fucking, it sounds terrible. It sounds like they're doing it specifically to implement DRM, which is directly against the idea of like the only good thing about steam which is that they're attempting to provide a service to service consumers as opposed to uh restrict consumers and this sounds like they're just trying to restrict consumers and fuck them forever well yeah the the i mean the shit thing about the overlay stuff not working is it means that your games don't even show up in um the geforce experience which means you can't even use the optimization options or f- kind of force anti-aliasing on or off and shit like that which unbelievable yeah it's it's really just uh, retarded is <laughs> the nicest word i can think like there is no reason why like what one of the or are they the biggest software company in the fucking world could make this sort of mistake after saying you know windows 10 is for for gamers and here's why and on paper it sounded like that until you learned about this uwp mm. shit yeah it's trash put it in the bin put it in the bin what else we got up dog up what? dog <laughs> What's up, dog? Not much. What's up with you? Uh, uh, was that what it was there for? <laughs> yes, it was. That's oh, fucking amazing. That's, uh, <laughs> it's worth it. Um, we, you fucking planned that like three hours ago. <laughs> that was fantastic. So, yeah. So, wait. The preamble was that you just got a re- review code for it. You were downloading it on... Uh, what PS4 was it? What is that? What you were talking about? Was that something else? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm lost. weren't you downloading something before What's the show that? started? Oh, Blood and wine for. See, I thought that was Updog, and uh, so no. I am now taking away all of the kudos that I gave you, Joby, and I will give you back half of one. Oh <laughs> no! It was all just a, it was all just a ruse to make him say what's Updog. I know, but uh, that would have like I thought that was the de- dedication level. That <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no. uh, okay. Um, but anyway, um, Feng Shui. Feng, sh- Feng Shui. Feng Shui. <laughs> I don't know. Is that how you say it? I don't fucking know. Uh, we've been playing some. Luke and I've been playing tabletop RPGs, as in pen and paper RPGs. Yes. Correct. As in, as in, make shit up as you go along RPGs. We've been playing this uh, one called Feng Shui. Uh, Feng Shui, whatever. Uh, the uh, the GM is the editor of PC Power Play, Daniel Wilkes, and uh, he basically he bought this uh, spectacular gaming table, and he wanted to test it out. And uh, his idea for testing it out was to um, yeah, run a, an RPG, and invited some people along. Luke and I both said yes. So we're in. So Feng Shui is a, uh, it's basically a Hong Kong blood opera uh, RPG. So Hong Kong blood operas are the John Woo style uh, films of like the killers or uh, um, fucking face off sort of, uh, no, face off very much. Um, 
and the big hits, just like the, these are the American ones, but uh, replacement killers and stuff like that. Uh, these they're these action movies that are extremely stylized, like goofily stylized, where everything's ultra fucking cool all the time. Um, and like, you know, the matrix borrowed a lot of elements cinematically from the Hong Kong blood opera. And, uh, they sort of meld martial arts sensibilities with, um, with gunplay basically without being, um, what's that equilibrium? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Feng Shui, uh, every single person, every player is the equivalent of a, uh, of the star of one of these movies, basically, like they are your Neo, yeah, some sort of insane action god, and uh, yeah, you just sort of put shit together from there, and yeah, we've been playing, um, well, we made our characters, we made and, characters, yeah, and got driven like drawn to the same place, and that's as far as we've gotten in in the game so far. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Luke, what's your character do? Mine is Magic Cop. Magic Cop. You've <laughs> got to name. pick an archetype. Instead of having like a class or anything, you pick an archetype. And uh, yeah, the archetypes are stuff like, yeah, Magic Cop or whatever. Magic Cop. He is uh, Detective Jack Titan, which is um, one of the best names ever. One of, yes, if not the best name ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had a a a uh, partner who they were both uh, a week from retirement yep and his partner who is a uh he transformed into a dog uh was was killed by a magic cult and now he has gone uh, into a, a bad cop situation and is, and is now trying to figure out who who killed his partner called magic dog yep his partner magic dog Jack Titan and his partner, <laughs> Magic, Magic Dog. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Watching he, uh, watching Luke at work is, uh, is it's a thing of beauty. Um, it's it's just one of those weird things where uh, Luke will sit there really fucking quiet the entire time and then it's his turn uh, to do something and, uh, and he'll take suggestions and he shouldn't be taking suggestions. <laughs> Because all of our suggestions are to murder first, and it turns out that those were his, like that was basically his game plan anyway. And so, murdering first is just sort of leaning into what Luke had planned. But, well, uh, I, I tried to to get info, but that was getting nowhere. So, basically, everybody, Luke, Luke infiltrated a warehouse using stealth, and then he um, interrogated someone. Murdered someone. And, I interrogated uh, him first, but didn't get any answers, so I killed him. Yeah, and then he, uh, there were like 30 people in this warehouse all worshipping this door to some snake god or some shit. And uh, Luke uh, unloaded his shotgun into the crowd. <laughs> and that what? was- What? Yeah. <laughs> Just a- he's, he's a cop. He's a cop the way that, like- Adam Sandler is a comedian anymore. Wait, wasn't he a cop in his latest movie that I'm sure you've all seen? Uh, I don't know. No. But yeah, Adam Sandler is no longer really a comedian. He has that title, and I'm sure he always will, but he's not funny anymore. And Luke, 
Luke is not may have the title of a cop, but he doesn't announce himself before or anything, and he literally just murders people willy nilly. So he's more of a spree killer than anything. I told you he's a good cop gone bad. Yeah, like bad doesn't even begin to describe it. Yeah, he, uh, inspirational was uh, John Wick. Yeah, that was pretty obvious. Clearly, yeah. Uh, and my character, uh, I made him a killer. Uh, and my entire, um, I'm basically thinking, uh, like classic John Woo characters, uh, Chow Yun fat style. Um, and, uh, he, he is doing things. He's trying to hunt down the assassin. He was, he was an assassin at the top of his game. And then to take him out of the game, his rival, uh, murdered his family, uh, at a uh, at a merry-go-round, and uh, <laughs> now, now off. hunting him down to to kill him, and uh, and yeah, um, I started off in a in a graveyard. Of course, it was it was a cemetery. It was pouring <laughs> rain. I was uh, you know laying a single rose down on the grave of my dead wife, uh, and then. Uh, yeah, obviously, I, I had to go hunt down the killer. You went shopping. I went shopping, yeah. That I, went, was I had to buy more booze as well, so I went and bought more booze. Because my character in is rich. In the game? Yeah, in, in the game. Right. Because he, he drank all his booze at the cemetery, but he could still function because he's a, he's a movie killer. So they're all functional alcoholics. Um, and, yeah, basically... Uh, my my rival, I encounter my rival at the location of his next potential hit, uh, and did actual significant damage to him, but he managed to get away. Uh, and if I had rolled uh, a little bit higher, uh, my reason for being in the game could have been over very quickly. Actually, if I'd lo- rolled, uh, if he'd rolled a little bit higher as well, I could have died almost. Instantly at the start of the game as well, we both kind of crit failed on our first rolls. So uh, yeah, pretty interesting. When I did roll a critical failure, uh, I aimed like he the rival had parked his car and behind my car, and I was taking his target away with me, uh, a la assassins that sliced alone versus Antonio Banderas movie, and. Um, and I turned and fired into the. Uh, I, I said I fired into the windshield, but a critical failure, so uh, I had to make up a failure. So instead, I saw my my son's face in front of me. So I dropped to my knees and I fired into the air instead. <laughs> and teabagged. And, and that's how I f- failed from now on is uh, by seeing my son's face and being unable to continue. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, it's pretty good fun. Uh, it's it's kind of goofy. Like you just, uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh, it's, I'm interested to see where we go because it's clear that Daniel's uh, he's got a, he's thought of something. Yeah, he's got a story in mind and he wants to take us on a journey. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, Spree Killer with a badge uh, fucks that story up because uh, <laughs> Luke's yeah Luke's process of murdering literally everyone he can uh is going to be really really uh intriguing 
especially like I was doing actual detective work in my one and Luke was uh, torturing a dude and then murdering everyone. <laughs> so the assassin is doing detective work and the detective is, uh, yeah, straight up murdering. It's pretty good. Good fun, though. Good times. Yeah. And that's uh, that's it. Games we've been playing. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, Z-Town was a lot. Yes. Hmm. It always is. It always is. Let's uh, smash through the news quickly, and then we'll close things up. This won't take long. We got emails. Do we? Yes. Okay. Uh, no Man's Sky is being pushed back two months to August. And that well, is apparently enough to warrant death threats. Yeah. Yeah, there's some fuckheads in our fucking... No, they're not us. They're weirdos. Fuck them. Yep, they're idiots. That's shit. Yeah. It's horse shit. Um, yeah, it's just dumb. It's just really this dumb. It's a fucking game being made by a company that's literally like 10 people big. And to their credit, they reportedly, like, the money that they took from Sony was just for promotion. So they didn't actually, Sony's not like, they're the publisher. The Hello Games is the publisher of this game. Mm-hmm. It's not a Sony published game. Like, yep. So they're, they're keeping all of their artistic integrity because they want to make a certain game in a certain way. And probably if a publisher got involved, it would <clears throat> become this, you know, more action, more of this, you know. But like they want to do it in a certain way and do or die. I respect the fuck out of that. Um, and yeah, they, they they clearly, like if they say they need the extra time, they need the extra time. Who cares? Like it's two months, not two years. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's some shit. Uh, I didn't even... Re- I thought it was coming out in August, so I'm actually... I'm okay. <laughs> so you're like, what? That's why it's coming out anyway. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, this works for me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, the reaction's been dumb. Um, hopefully, they manage to push it to the back of their minds and, and move on. Hopefully, nobody actually acts on any of these idiotic fucking threats. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Next. Uh, next up is uh, oh the Kotaku uh, report that they've uh, and also this is backed up by Eurogamer as well I think um, multiple Xboxes are currently in development new models so there's two that they've confirmed so far um, one will be released in 2016 which is a slim model of the the current um, Xbox One I think it's going to have a extra um, a uh, lot of hard drive space on there. I think I was saying two terabytes, um, but pretty much basically the same, just slimmer. But the uh, 2017 model will be the more powerful one, which they're citing has a better uh, GPU attached to it. So um, that was verified by multiple sources, and then Eurogamer also verified that later on as well, which is a similar move as to what PlayStation is doing with their um their hardware. Yeah, I don't like it. I still don't like it. Yeah, I want to see how all this plays out, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, um, there there was that uh, NVIDIA uh, conference the last week or so, and they're t- talking about how good they're doing in terms of sales for their hardware. And, like, you know, if, if they keep this sort of thing up on the console side, you know, PC is obviously dead uh, from years of research of people saying this sort of thing but it's it's not so it's a huge competitor to the console market and if consoles start you know churning out new models every three years um you know what's what's to what's the difference between the two other than exclusivity 
in terms of titles. PC's better. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This is true. Uh, I guess we'll find out more on E3. Uh, so next, what, two weeks from now. Uh, we'll probably get some sort of announcement then as to what he's going on with the the um, the slim model. I don't think we'll hear anything. I, I don't know if we'll hear anything about the other one. Um, why would they shoot themselves in the foot and say that uh, they're working on a new model um, or two new models when you know people aren't going to buy this 2016 model if they're going to talk about upgrading it sometime in the future? Um, so I think we'll only hear about the one. That's my opinion. Hmm. But whatever. Um, hopefully that means price drops and all that sort of fun stuff that, that usually happens around E3. Uh, yeah. I think that'll be the most interesting thing, price drops. But I don't, I don't know. Um, will any of these new models require a Kinect to play? Probably not. Like yeah. they've removed that. That's gone, right? Maybe it's time to reintroduce it. No. Connect. Yeah. Are they going to go HoloLens soon, aren't they? It's got to be coming. Yeah. I don't think that's close. (laughs) You reckon? No. I reckon that'll be next year. Especially if they're pushing for a VR model. Like, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, isn't the rumor that Oculus is going to be the one that's on the Xbox? I thought that was a pretty obvious, like, uh, move after they announced that the Xbox One controller would ship with it, right? the pre-order models for the Oculus. I thought that that was the way they were sort of implying they were going to head. Oh. I don't know. Anyways, like VR, I'm not overly fussed on, especially not at the, its current price point. I love the idea of it, but who wants to pay 1200 or even on even on PlayStation? It's like, how much is it? Uh, I don't think I've said yet. No, yeah, they have. PSVR's like sold out of pre-orders already. What? I, I'm pretty sure there isn't. Hang on, now I've got to look. PSVR price. Let's check it on EB Games. You can, last time I checked, you could still order oh, yeah, but that's... 2016 stock. Like stock has been allocated. Um, it's selling like hot shit, but like, I think it was 500 bucks, 550 bucks maybe, but then you still had to purchase the ps4 camera to be able to fucking use it and then you had to purchase move controllers oh uh, yeah you're right yeah. oh yeah the psvr 549 yeah there you go yeah, yeah. so yeah. like it's it's the cheapest of the lot and that's how they're selling it but like you've still got to spend i think a couple of hundred bucks on top of that to get all the shit plus I've you got all the fucking stuff. ps4 yeah i've got one of the move things from the ps3 but fuck like who does anyways um, so it's not it's not a cheap investment. Um, so you, I guess they better hope that it's not a gimmick. They're certainly championing it like it's going to be here to stay. But I think that the price point is kind of locked out a lot of people, right? Yeah. Mm. Yep. And Oculus is not doing it any favors by attempting to um, like create its own walled garden and walk and create exclusivity and shit. So yeah. I don't know. It's hard for me to be excited, but at the same time, I really want a Vive. <laughs> that does I'm, look I'm like not... the best one, right? Yeah. Yeah, easy. Uh, easily the best one. But the but... most expensive as well. Yes. Yeah. Which is the problem, and I'm not going to pay that much. No, but... I mean, it'll drop, but like I can't see it dropping like even by half of that anytime soon, right? No, yeah. No. Yeah. All right. We'll see. 
What's next? Uh, the best piece of news we got this week, which is Overkill, the developer behind uh, the Payday franchise, has announced that they've ended their partnership with 505 Games, um, which means they now own the rights to that series and franchise. Uh, what that means is they put out an announcement today saying they will be removing microtransactions from the game. Oh, dear. They'll also be... Um, supporting it over the next 18 months and they've also confirmed that there will be a new payday at some stage so that's good why are you saying oh dear i think no, it sounds no. like they're just trying to pass like oh yeah no that was all 505 because back in the like back in the day they were 100 percent adamant that this is what they needed to do to keep providing us with quality content and by quality content i mean uh like horde mode mm-hmm uh, it's fucking garbage, man. I don't believe it. I don't buy in. Um, you don't buy that they've ended the five five publishing deal. Like I, I don't buy that somehow ending the publishing deal with five hundred five games means that they are absolved of all of their sins in introducing microtransactions and ruining that fucking game in the first place. I don't agree that they somehow get a fucking pass on any of that shit. I don't think it is a good thing that they suddenly have all rights to the game back again because they fucking squandered those rights the first time. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a good thing, but (laughs) um, I guess we've got to wait and see what happens with it. Um, I think most of those, like, high-profile developers have left, right? That they went and formed their own studio, didn't they? Yeah. From from what I remember? Um, Yeah. That's uh, how I remember it as well. But, um... Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, from the sounds of it, they uh, from the statement that I was reading today, they've uh, they this five or five game still kind of owns um, will be making money off of it, some sort of royalty up until a point, and then um, that's it. It's kind of they've paid back their debt from getting rid of this um, this franchise. But I, I'd be curious to see w- like where they take it in the next two years or a year and a half and then what that means for the next next game that they make like just remember that like yeah just going through it uh when when uh a patch broke payday 2 on consoles yeah and someone asked a like dev about it on twitter the dev replied with uh if the game isn't working on consoles and I love and I loved the game I'd switch to other platforms and play it there like yeah this that's the core development team that's not fucking 505 games the team at Overkill has little to no respect for its consumer base not fucking 505 games it's just a fucking cop out it's such a fucking it's such a yeah fucking brush off fuck payday I actually really enjoyed that game too, which makes me even angrier about it. Yeah, that game was amazing. Yeah, it's good fun. All right, that's it. All right, emails. All right, quickly. <laughs> okay, one of them. Uh, the first one, probably not for podcast. Hey, Job and Luke. Probably not for podcast. You're going to yep, read it. I am. Been listening to the generic acronym podcast for a few years and enjoyed the format of four to five guys sitting around chatting and giving each other shit with the occasional video game pop culture references, most of which, wow, and Dota, going over my head as a console noob. Felt like I was one of the guys just chilling. In the last few months, ever since Heath left, it seems to be just Job and Luke. 
but every now and then there will be a special co-host like Jung or Nate. Have you guys had a falling out or just grown apart? Long-time listener, Matt. Uh, Heath moved back to Brisbane. We had a big, like, going away episode. Um, so uh, Heath doesn't come on anymore because he moved away to Brisbane. And uh, I uh, I moved, and it's far less convenient for us all to get together and uh, talk in the same room anymore. It's unbelievably inconvenient uh, the way that we're all sort of spread out now, uh, except for me and Luke who are unbelievably close to one another. Mm. But um, so we do it over Skype instead, but I think it still works. Uh, we, it's not quite as snappy, I guess, mm. uh, but most people seem to like the Skype stuff, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Heath moved away. That's why he doesn't come on anymore. Um, he could probably Skype, but he'd just talk about fucking formula one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it'd just be it'd just be exactly as bad as it always was when he'd come on the podcast uh, I don't know it'd, yeah uh, we've actually been going really well without him <laughs> oh dear uh, no thanks for writing in Matt <laughs> uh, and uh, and in short fuck Heath right <laughs> was uh, that the takeaway <laughs> that is, I hope that's the takeaway that's what I was driving at uh, no, we still play games with Heath on the regular. So, I mean, and and he's not like he is actually capable of greatness on every now and then. But uh, yeah, he has. He's got like a. I think Heath has what Luke has, right? Which is this weird window where he gets just drunk enough to become a god at games. And but Luke's Luke's window for that is it's open all the time. It's quite large. <laughs> it's uh, like up all the time. Heath's is quite narrow. <laughs> uh, but when he hits it, he is just like fucking smack bang. Uh, it's just he doesn't hit it a lot. Uh, <laughs> he's just he's just sort of present a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, uh, we've got another one. Uh, this one's called Overwatch Skill Ceiling. Uh, it's from Carter. Uh, hey guys, been listening for ages, never written in, had to write in this week. Joby was talking about how he doesn't think Overwatch has a very high skill ceiling. Then he talked about a bunch of characters, character, uh, hang on. Then he talked about a bunch of characters. Yep, characters. Characters he thinks have a high skill ceiling. Can you guys explain what you mean by that more? Uh, I'm really (laughs) loving it so far, but both of you have been down on it for a while. I'm thinking that maybe it just gets boring quickly and you guys are struggling to pinpoint why. Anyway, I love the cast. I want Luke to do an episode where he gets blind on rum and talks about Dodo on his own for 90 minutes. Cheers, fellas. Carter. <laughs> why, um, why rum? I don't know. Were you drunk on rum that night, Joe? No, I was drunk on whiskey. Mm. Oh. We, were at, we were at Tokyo, bud. Um, yeah, we were. Maybe he just thinks you'd be funny on rum. rum. Uh, okay, sure. Um, you probably would be. Um can you explain what you mean by that more? Uh, sorry, if I recall correctly, I was talking about uh, how I, I felt like the skill ceiling in Overwatch wasn't really all that high. And then I talked about how I only like to play characters that had any sort of high skill ceiling. And yet I steered away from the ones that were hit scan. And so I wasn't playing McCree because McCree is fucking horse shit. McCree's a garbage fucking character. 
for people who just like to cheese their asses off and they're going to nerf it. They're going to nerf McCree. Because that like if you watch fucking competitive matches at the moment, he's picked like you are there are two to three McCrees on each team every time. Because he's that fucking powerful. Like he can one shot anyone smaller than a tank and he can probably one shot a tank because he does his so what he does is he stuns, fans, rolls, fans, and most things are dead. And if they're not dead, he can punch them. He's usually close <laughs> to punch them. Like, fucking ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I don't play hitscan uh, characters. So I'm, I found myself playing a lot of Junkrat and Pharah because they remind me of uh, old school Quake. Pharah! Uh, style characters. Pharah's got the rocket. Uh, she fires the rocket. It's not quite as good as the uh, Quake rocket, but she's also got a bounce, uh, a, like a concussion rocket that bounces people. And uh, I, I use that to try and bounce people off ledges. That's how I mostly roll. Uh, but then, um, yeah, Junkrat has his grenade launcher. And in Team, team Fortress 2 terms, I guess they're sort of like the soldier and the uh, demo man. Farah and uh, Junkrat, but uh, they just remind me of, of Quake star characters because uh, I feel like they they require skill. You got to actually lead uh, characters. You got to lead um, where like where your enemy is going to be so you can actually get hits. And uh, yeah, it requires a fair amount of uh, practice for you to be really good at it. But once you are good at it, the game actually rewards you uh, for being good at it. What I was saying about it not having an overall high skill level, I, I guess to separate those is to separate those two ideas. Like that's not like I don't mean that there is no there are no characters with high skill level uh, skill ceilings. Uh, what I mean is that overall you can get away with just using characters with a low skill ceiling. Does that make sense? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Sure. Like, there's the decision to use Farah and Junkrat is entirely on me. It's not because, uh, like, the rewards that I get out of it, they're uh, intrinsic to my own value system, right? Like, I'm not doing more damage as Junkrat or Farah than I would be if I was Symmetra, uh, who has a lower skill ceiling. Uh, I'm not doing more damage because I practice more. I'm doing, I'm, ha- I'm getting more out of it because I have specifically worked towards it, and I'm having more fun playing uh, characters that remind me of old school Quake. Does that make any sense? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So when when I say I, I I'm enjoying playing those characters with high skill ceiling. Um, with a high skill ceiling, I'm not talking about. I don't know. Do you think I'm answering his question? Yeah, yeah. Like um, we we've talked about this, and it says in the the email, like uh, when he mentioned why are we like not why are we down on the game? That's yeah. I think he said. Um, I don't think we're down on it. It's just that it's not it's not our style of game that we like in terms of the competitive nature of it that we're used to that we like. Because they've gone for such a casual, um, you know, 
a, a broad scope in terms of drawing mm. audiences in. You know, they, they're going for that, um, uh, that very, you know, easy to get into, accessible, that type of thing. Whereas we talked about like how Battleborn was, there's more things going in that game and it's harder to get into. There's a lot more, um, there's a lot more heroes to kind of learn and their skills are, are, are different depending on which tree you go down and there's ability points and, and then there's camps that you got to go and kill and the minions. Whereas this is just a plain deathmatch. Um, and there's no leveling up of heroes. Um, you know, there's, there's characters where the guy that, you know, he can build a turret and he can go upgrade his turret and that sort of thing. There's very small things like that, but otherwise it's very, um, a very plain and simple game. It's just done really well. Yeah. And they like, they even reduced to the degree to which you can actually level up Torbjorn's turret as, like, in the first wave of the alpha, Torbjorn's turret, uh, you could level it all the way up to three just by smacking shit. And you had to go pick up scraps to be yeah. able to level it up again and repair it and shit. Like, Torbjorn was actually very fucking involved early on. And now he's, like, fucking... He's just shy of Bastion for being cruise control. Uh, like, sit there and left-click to win. Um, it's... It's a pretty odd situation, if you ask me, like just how much they, where they started out and how much they wound up dumbing it down Mm. or simplifying. Dumbing down seems so negative, but it's, I'm not being deliberately negative. Yeah. And and that's, that's why I've gotten so into like Siege because it's such a deep game. It looks like a, it looks like a shooter on, you know, the outside, like a Counter-Strike type shooter or Call of Duty, but it's not. It's completely... That's yeah. like a completely different layer on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good email, though. Uh, good question. Um, the Dota thing's not going to happen. <laughs> Why not? What if you, What if it was bourbon? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Send in a bottle of bourbon, bourbon readers. <laughs> viewers. Fuck. A yep. bottle. A whole bottle. A whole yeah, bottle. for you. Yeah. We'll take that, won't it, Luke? Oh, I can, yeah, take a bit. <laughs> yeah, you guys know. <laughs> uh, classic. That's it. The it'll, GA- be, it'll be Luke saying, "I can't see yeah. for like ninety minutes." Pretty much. Yeah. Well, for the last thirty, um, the GA podcast at gmail.com That's where you can email us, like uh, Carter, and also uh, who is the other person? I don't have the Matt. Matt. There you go, Carter or Matt. Um, thanks for the emails. Uh, and that's it for this week. You can find us on facebook.com slash the GA podcast. We're on iTunes, Android, and Windows Store mm-hmm. under the Gap or the GA podcast. Whatever you search, you'll, we'll be up there. Or on the front page of the iTunes uh, in the video game section. We're on there. I checked there last week. You'll find us. Awesome. Um, we're on twitter.com slash the GA podcast as well. Follow that. Uh, We'll update that uh, every week whenever the show's out. That's a good place to to get updates from us, though, because Facebook is very unreliable these days. Um, it's gotten better recently, but yeah, face, Facebook is dodgy. They yep. want our money, and we're not going to give it to them because we're indie, yo. We don't make any money. Totes indie, yeah. Um, and then there's our website, thegapodcast.com, um, which you can find all our episodes on there including our previous shows. Uh, And the good news is that last week we we, uh, had our biggest, sorry, last month we had our biggest, um, biggest month ever. Fuck yeah. Until this month. 
Oh, shit. We just beat it again, so that's good. Fuck yeah. Welcome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're only on once. You're on once each month. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that one up the common hit. denominator, yeah. guys. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, congrats. Another, another big month. Um, so that's cool. That's good. That's good to know. People are listening on the main thing. Very cool. And uh, yeah. anything else happening for you, Job, this week? Uh, I was on Game Hugs with Yug. Okay. Uh, that's his podcast where he interviews people. Uh, I don't know when that's coming live. It's either this week or next week. I think maybe this week's one may, may have already been locked in or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we went for twice as long as the Game Hugs episodes usually go for. Uh, <laughs> that's... Doesn't sound like us at all. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and it's literally all, all about me, which is pretty. It's pretty weird to just talk about yourself for two hours. Uh, uh, I, I don't think I've ever done it before. That was weird. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm going to be covering the Manila Majors for Oz Gamers, which is going to be interesting. Uh, going to be getting into Dota myself, I guess. Uh, not playing though. No. Just yeah, but, uh, yeah. Bottle of rum. Bottle of rum. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I would get like two cups in, and I'd be fucking vomiting. Uh, you don't like rum? No, I just it. It's my like. It's my fuck you drink, man. Like it just fucks you. Fucks me up, eh? All oh, right. Yeah, like I like tequila. Obviously, fucks everyone up. But yeah. rum is like tequila on fucking steroids for me. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. And you're from Queensland. I know. No, it's it's actually because of a rum-related incident <laughs> that uh, I can no longer drink rum. Um, but, yeah. What about you, Nate? No, I'm having a cruisy, cruisy as fuck week. Noise. So you check out lingering stuff on PC Powerplay, but apart from that... Um, have you got something going out tonight or something? Yeah, the chair review. Ah, the chair, yeah. That'll go up. But I mean, I'm always there. So you can see I posted uh, an interview today, actually, um, with Hayden Blackman and Bill Harms on Mafia 3. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so you can see that and an upcoming issue of PC Powerplay. You'll be able to see more about Mafia 3 and that, which looks very, very cool. So, yeah, E3 week, I think, will be the busiest one. But that's, um, that's still two weeks away. Uh, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Yep. Sorry. I'll go to mute. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he just talking to us? It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I stopped. Uh, that was the oven. Dinner's ready. <laughs> ah, nice. Perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, okay, and Luke, anything for you? Uh, no. <laughs> cool. No. Uh, I guess I'm doing some Dota stuff, apparently. Okay. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Uh, at Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, very nice. I'm, I'm also doing Manila Major stuff. That's good. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yep. We'll see how good it is. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think that's it, right? That's it. That's it for this week. Next week, we'll probably have some... Uh, sounds like we're going to have some Witcher stuff to talk about. Yes. That should be good. Oh, I'm going to try and grab that. Yep. Um, I'm going to try and get my hands on a copy of Hitman. Fucking okay. finally. Uh, oh, I've got that. I've just I started playing it. it. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Should be a good one, or you know, I'll just play fucking Rainbow Six. Yep. Did Life you get any, Did you get any more Uncharted going? 
Ah. Oh. Mm. Oh, was Gamma, and then I just played Rainbow Six. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, cool. All right, that's it. Thanks for hey, listening. Uh, three hours-ish should make make up for our hour and a half effort when I was sick last time. Hey. Hey. Thank you and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. All right. Peace, boys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.